0: we have a very special bonus episode for you this week Uh, every once in a while we like to bring a guest to all right mary and uh we've had some past rupaul's drag race queens and um, we've talked a lot about drag queens and and we've wanted to kind of diversify that conversation uh and so we're super excited this is a drag king that i saw a couple years ago at nightgowns and was very excited by and still think about and uh thanks to one of our marys who put us in touch big thank you to erica um, we have today with us, folks. Please welcome to the podcast, Vigor Mortis.
1: Hi. Hi, <laughs> Vigor. Hey. Thanks so much for joining <laughs> us. I'm so pleased. I'm so tickled. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: I had seen. So I saw when I think this was probably in 2017, probably mm-hmm. in the summer. Um, I saw your Mr. Cellophane performance. Oh yeah. Yep. And I, just the like the poetics of like oh. the song choice and and. All You know, everything about it, I was Mm. just like, I mean, I I love Nightgowns for what it's doing and like Mm -hmm. the kind of drag that it's showing. But I think for me, that was such like an awakening moment because I see so little of drag king performances that you Mm. like. It was like, oh, my God, you could do this.
2: You could say (laughs) this. It
0: was really incredible.
2: So for our Marys that haven't seen it, it's not on YouTube that I could find.
1: I don't. Think so. It might be on Sasha Vlora's website, but okay. I'm not entirely. I'm not entirely sure. it. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: what was the performance?
1: So, um, it's o- it's always a little interesting bringing a musical theater to the stage. So, I was like, I'm going to make a choice, <laughs> 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 and I made a choice. Um, and it is the John C. Riley version of Mr. Cellophane, uh, doing a commentary about what it feels like to be gender queer and feeling invisible and yeah. feeling like there's. Uh, no space for you that feels like you can be seen and, and uh, looked at with equal eyes in kind of mainstream culture and or yeah. even just in interpersonal relationships sometimes. Um, so I actually copied the exact choreo that John C. Riley does, oh, wow. which made I did a shadow cast of it uh, a couple years later. And um, they they play the movie in the background. And I was like, oh, yeah, I really did learn the court. You know, when I was watching it, and I was like, okay, all right, all right, we did that. Um, but I just, I wanted it to be really simple. And I wanted it to be, like, just speak for itself. And sometimes I will start the performance with saying something, kind of leading people into it, being mm-hmm. like, you know, I want to know where we go when, because people just don't see you. So where do I disappear to if I'm not seen yeah. um, as oh, somebody wow. who's genderqueer? Wow. And then uh, I just do the the number and it, and I wanted it to be a little silly at first and kind of being like, "Ooh, see the dancing clown," and then it getting progressively sadder and sadder and kind of having a, the character having a moment of you know, a lot of in the climax of the song vulnerability of really feeling the weight of that because it yeah. does sometimes feel like you're a dancing bear. Yeah. In in you know where you're constantly being asked to perform your gender more and more so this way that people understand you Wh- and then it gets tiring you know it get, it's right. so it can get really really tiring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's for them and, and what is what part of it is for me yeah when all I'm really asking is that I walk into a room and people don't look at me like I am in full clown getup like I could just walk into a room and that could be enough yeah and what a what a wonderful experience that could possibly be oh my so, god yeah yeah so that was um. I've actually done the two performances that I've done a couple performances at Nightgowns. Um, I saw Mad World. Other, yes, so oh. that was another. That was another one. And
2: Chippendales. Yes. Uh, yeah. With KJ <laughs> <and>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, my Chris Farley moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and,
2: and and at the end of it, you're Juju Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which would. <laughs> Sorry, choo choo, <laughs> um, but <laughs> but yeah, there always kind of happens to be a little bit of something. All of the so, so the thing with Sasha that's that's wonderful is that she um she she wants you to bring a conversation. She doesn't want you to just do a number. You you're bringing something that is a conversation topic. It is something that means something to you and that you connect with. Um, and it shows a little bit more of yourself. And what I tend to do is a lot of character acting. So I do Uncle Fester doing I Would Do Anything for Love by Meatloaf as one. <laughs> 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 yes, oh my God. Give me a 20! <laughs> yeah, it's, a <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> You know, yeah. so like there's that type of stuff where it's like goofy and full, you know, and I'm and I'm embodying another character. And I like especially characters that move in a certain way because I like to copy that. Okay. Um, but every once in a while, I'll do something that's very personal to me. It's very like, OK, this is what this is. It's a character, but it's also something that I want to say. And all of the numbers that Sasha chooses for me to bring are ones that are like that. I'm like, I'm sensing a pattern. Right so <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> she's like, Can I can I get this one? I'm like, Yeah, totally. Yeah, sure, I'll bear my soul. That's cool. Oh my um, God. But no that's big what deal. she wants. Yeah, totally. And I and I and for a reason and that's why what, what makes nightgown so special, I think. Yeah. Um but Mad World was very much about that. I've since had top surgery, so that's actually going to be fascinating to see if I can do that number again. That one, <laughs> my mic is, is like, and your crotch, do you have anything to say? So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I ask it's, myself that all the time. Yeah, I mean, right? yeah. yeah, it's not, an, it's not a, it's a random <laughs> conversation. No, no, yeah. no. It's a like, it's yeah. very on brand, thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, Mary. <laughs> all right, Mary. <laughs> Pointed directly at my chest, like, how are you? I'm like, great. Now that they're boobless, hey, <laughs> everything's fine. Yeah. Um, but basically, that entire thing was again about. So, that number is very personal in a lot of ways as well. So, it's a little heavy handed, mm-hmm. but it's uh, Mad World to the, um, from the Donnie Darko soundtrack. Right. Which is actually really funny because over the course of me doing that number, it's turned into an internet meme. So that's a very funny thing where in the beginning when I do that song, when I start doing it, everyone kind of chuckles a little bit because they're like, oh, it's the meme. And then I go real heavy handed with the pain and people are like, oh, not the meme, yeah. not the meme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not the meme, not the meme, so, not the yeah. meme, no, 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 yeah. it's, it's not funny, this is serious. Um, so, I feel a little bad that I'm kind of misleading people, but it's not my fault. That's it's the so internet. It's yeah, the internet. It yeah. Tu- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You turn
0: it on its head, it's yeah. fine. exactly. And that's yeah. exciting when, yeah. when you start to see a performance that you think is going to be funny. Mm-hmm. I think, in a lot of ways, that kind of. Disarms people for like yeah. the the real meaning and the message totally, and you you're almost like catching them in a vulnerable place while you're being vulnerable, right? So it's right. a great moment for audience performer,
1: right? For sure. And a lot of times we do cover up pain with humor. Yeah, that oh, is a yeah. big that's a big yeah. thing. Like a lot right. of that is if you can laugh at it or if you can find a way to make it funny, which is again looping back to cellophane. It's kind of the same idea, right? Where like if you can try to make it funny, then maybe people will be more open to hearing it. Sure. And mm-hmm. um, or, or experiencing it, or you a ke- cat ke- you sideswipe them with it, and they don't ha- really have a choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think of Nanette, right, where
2: Nanette it starts off mm. kind of funny, and yeah. then it just exactly. like turns on a dime, and exactly. she's like, actually no, yeah. Actu-
1: actually no, this is real, yeah. and right? It hurts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, but that was that was another one. Yeah, Mad World. Although huh. I think one of my favorites um is the Chippendales skit so that's uh with my brother k james of switch and play mm-hmm. and um he A huge uh, fan of k james Just have to yeah it. yeah yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> oh me too um i love sexy bastard. So, <laughs> totally. yeah, he, he's yeah, and he he's definitely one that plays with desirability politics with, while being trans mm. a lot because people are just like that is one fucking hot human being. And you're like yeah. you're damn right. Yeah, you're Damn right it oh, is. My absolutely. God. Yeah. At
2: Bushwig, yeah. uh K James did this milkman. Mm. He, oh, I was yeah. like I oh, yeah. I, I was literally like creaming my pants. Yeah, yeah. literally no, yeah. seriously,
1: seriously. No pun
2: intended. No, right. All right, the right, puns. Yeah.
1: What show are you on? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. Thank you. What Excuse you. you. <laughs> Thank you. You're, right. you're
0: absolutely <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, I've I've heard that term before, but it like just like pinged, and I want to just land on it for a second. desirability politics. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, I just want. uh, Can you just describe that more?
1: Totally. So there's this idea of like how the people in the world that you're supposed to you're supposed to think are attractive, Mm -hmm. and then the kind of like all of the identities that come with that. So like they have to like a lot. I think a lot in in the gay community. And there's a lot of like, well, are you into bears specifically? So what do bears look like? Like what is some, what is a person who is a, who, who is a bear? Who, what, what does that entail? And it's usually about like body size and amount of hair and height sometimes and things like that too. And if they're not exactly that, then people are like, well, 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 I have to make excuses for that. I have to make excuses for the fact that I find, you know. So right. with trans folks, a lot of times people will say, wow, they're really hot but.
3: Uh-huh. Oh, I would I never
1: I mean like I would never like I would never do anything because like I'm I'm like a gay man I'm like well yeah so am I so like you know there's uh, you right. know yeah. there's that like mental gymnastics that people do in order to justify who they're attracted to right when in reality like the way that human beings work is if you're attracted to someone you're attracted to someone and you don't really get to choose that yeah but we act like we can mm. and that's the part that the, po- the politics of it come in where um, like oh yeah I can think you're hot but, like, from an arm's length, and I would never interrupt, which which in my mind, it's just, that's a very s- kind of silly thing yeah. to do because, like, why not? If you think somebody's hot totally. and you're interested in them as a person, then, like, who knows? Who yeah. knows what you're, you know, capable of finding to be desirable unless you give yourself a shot.
2: Yeah, This you conversation know? of desirability politics reminds me of a friend of mine who came out as liking bigger guys. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and having to, to come, come out, out.
1: Yeah. like, like, and oh my gosh, you're going to see, it. you're going to see me with these people and you're going to think something about me and right. all of this other stuff. Why? Right. Who right. cares? Right. Like who honestly cares? Like if you are into someone good for you yeah. and if you're into each other and everything is consensual and safe and happy, then like, fuck everybody. Am I allowed to curse? Oh yeah. Okay. Great. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. yes, the parents <laughs> but like, that let kids like, listen to this—they you know. Go. Yeah, okay. we Fantastic. put a little
0: explicit content warning on Perfection. iTunes. <laughs>
1: well, the show, well, welcome to your next challenge. Because like, it's like if you have to bleep this out, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna suck. So yeah, but but like, it, it, honestly, like, it, who gives a shit? Yeah, you know, they're not the other people in your life are not the people who are dating who you're dating. You're dating who you're dating. Right. Mm-hmm. And again, like, if it is safe, sane, and consensual, then who? Cares? Who cares? Yeah. And, but like this whole dramatics of like, I just want everyone to know mm-hmm. that I might find trans men attractive. <laughs> right. right. And I don't know what that means. Because <laughs> again, that's bringing it down to the binary of like, what genitalia do you have? And that's sure. what's going to make a difference. The sure. fun thing about me is I get to pick mine. Yeah. So if you're into dicks, I got you. <laughs> you know, like I've got an right. array. What are you into? Yeah, yeah, I got an like, array. Yeah, exactly. You can pick. Some of them are, you know, different colors. Right. One of them a rainbow. You'll have fun. It's yeah. all great. Everything's good. But like, you know, taste you don't taste the rainbow. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Skittles is quaking. Yeah. So yeah, so, but but very much like that is like you there's uh, all of this stuff that we keep in our head that stops us from doing something or stops us from being with someone because of all of the stigma surrounding that is ludicrous. And it's, and it's very binary and it's very not 2019. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Get rid of it. Get out of here. What are you doing? Yeah. And
0: I think now, I mean, always it, it, you know, to find someone else or other people in this world who Mm -hmm. are like, I see you, you see me, our baggage matches, like, right. we can have a life together. Like, exactly. That's hard in and of itself. Absolutely. Totally. But to say, but it also has to be someone with this type of genitalia. Mm-hmm. They have yes. to look this way and they have to yes. be this height. Yes, I mean, exactly. you, you see that in, in all different iterations, but I, I have seen that, like, I guess, you know, just based on representation, you see sure. straight women being given the rules. Like, there's yes. this book, The Rules. Yes, yes. And I think that is just some, like – like masochistic behavior, like you're punishing yourself It is and limiting like the opportunity for organic connection because, Oh, but we didn't wait three days for the first phone call after the first date. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly.
1: When in reality, if it feels right and everything is working, you know, all of the, we're, we're trying to put like, timelines and rules to something that is so not logical
3: yeah it's yeah. not
1: logical at all there's no way that you can logic yourself through your like the way that you feel yeah right. you can you can think to yourself oh my gosh okay is this a again safe and logical response to something but like you're going to respond to it either way and you need to give yourself space for those emotions and then work yourself into a place where you're reacting. Right. in a way that's healthy and helpful. Yeah. But but you can't like you're going to feel what you're going to feel. Yeah. And that's another type of way of pushing all that down and not and not allowing yourself to have the feelings that are organic to you. And that you know I think as queer people like we do that stuff. We got enough of that on a day-to-day, don't do it internally as well. Right. Like, don't do it in, not in, not in front of my salad. <laughs> don't do it, exactly. like, don't do it in my community on top of everything else, you know, so yeah. but there is a lot of transphobia in in the gay community. There oh, absolutely yeah. is. Oh, and And that definitely translates over into drag as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's really, when I f- first came out as being trans in 2015, was after, <laughs> it was a week after my first performance as a drag king, in New York because I put masculinity on in a very specific way and took it for, you know, for a spin and walked away with it being like, Oh yeah, no, this, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. This feels good. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. This is this is my life now. Yeah. And um and 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 that was really powerful for me. But one of the first questions that I got was like, Well, are you still gonna be a drag king or are you gonna be a drag queen now? Oh. And it was like that's such a binary way of thinking. Yeah. And I never really I never really considered that. I was like, Well, I know some kings do, or some trans people do. There are a lot of trans masculine people that perform as drag queens, and that's wonderful because oh, I see. drag is gender play. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. And how you do that is up to you. Yeah. You know, yeah. it doesn't again, there's no formula here. Sure. But that was Something that was asking me a lot is like, why aren't you a drag queen? Then Mm -hmm. it's like because I don't. That's not what I feel like needs to be critiqued or played with. Like what I want to play with is my own masculinity. Yeah, I want to play with the way that masculinity takes a walk through the world, and I want to. Be on stage, expressing uh, expressing. I'm turning into Sean Connery very slowly. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <Mishmanipani. Yes. laughs> but like, I want to be on stage, expressing vul- vulnerability and tenderness and softness, but also being masculine because I want to make space for that. Mm. Because yeah. there is so much space for that. Right. And mm. that's and I think that that's something that needs to be talked about. Yeah. So
2: is that your? That's how you enter drag yeah. as a drag king is yeah. to explore. In the, fill in the blank.
1: Yeah, to explore my own masculinity, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I especially saw I, I I so I went to school in upstate New York. Where did and
0: you Hartwick College. Oh, I went to Ithaca. Okay, but not Cornell. Ithaca. Right, right, right. Got you. <laughs> yeah. No, I, t- <laughs> I.
1: I wouldn't judge you. Please, yeah, so, <laughs> But you know, the the there wasn't a whole lot of obviously there wasn't a whole lot of drag there. We had a drag ball that we put on, you know, in in our own little community and stuff which was very cute Fabulous. um yeah drag prom and things mm-hmm. like that cool. um but the closest exposure that i had to drag was merlin's which was in binghamton so oh we had boy. to drive from oneonta to binghamton at like two in the morning for ladies night quote unquote <laughs> where wow. they were doing drag kings one night out of the week wow. they would let drag kings on the wow. stage and these kings were like super sexy and really hot, but it was one type of masculinity. Okay, yeah. It was very much like, and this was again way, way back, you know, this solidly, you know, like what, in the early 2010s, like ish, somewhere in there. But like it was very, um, Kind of a one note, like mm-hmm. like I'm gonna wear this one particular type of thing, and it's right. all about like the reveal and how, and how hot I am, and and I'm gonna make you, I want to confuse you, I want to yeah. confuse I the straight like women, yeah. yeah, and it was you know, and which is there's some merit to that. There's definitely again, there's no bad type of drag, it's ex- you know, except if it's deeply problematic, yeah, but um, <clears throat> but <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> but you know, but it was it was like w- kind of one type of thing, but I never really knew how to do that because also as a chubby guy like i didn't know how i fit into that like role yeah. i didn't know how i fit into that mold because i didn't see anybody else that was doing that was doing that that was of a, a person of any size besides like you know gripped and cut yeah, yeah exactly right. and um and so when i first came to new york i wanted to do this like really bad like kind of commentary drag on that but I realized very quickly that nobody knew what I was talking about <laughs> because nobody else had really like wow done, they hadn't really ex- been exposed to that and I yeah. was uh, performing, right, the, my first performance ever was with Switch and Play at a Moxie show and their drag is so queer and so Brooklyn and, mm. and, and, and I'm just, I'm blessed that Miss Malice, who is our femcy and um, one <laughs> of our producers, saw that I was trying to do something in a commentary format because it was dumb. Yeah. It was really dumb. And it was really easy to kind of, if if, if it hadn't been anybody else, I think they might have taken the wrong end. Right. And they might not have oh, gotten see. it they wouldn't which, seen, yeah so i did oh god I can't, gosh mary you're getting everything oh, it, mary. But, <laughs> <still>. <laughs> but i did uh so so it was luden rain wainwright it was like rufus wainwright the third's dad or yeah. something like that he has a song called i wish i was a lesbian it's horrific Same. oh yeah <laughs> but i mean yeah i mean d- but, also, but like the song it's very like like from a heteronormative gaze oh. and that type of thi- yeah. yeah. And I did it as like, you know, like, like baggy pants and a, and a cutoff tee with like a, a an open button down on top of it with a backwards hat and a, and a, and a, um,
2: Chinstrap. chin strap. Thank yeah. you. Like,
1: uh-huh. Yeah. And it was just, and that was the number you know where i was kind of you know i wish it was a lesbian and not a hetero i wouldn't have to mess with an another it's awful it's a terrible fucking song (laughs) and it's and 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 it was meant to kind of be like oh machismo and and yeah you know that that kind of thing all that and um and miss malice saw that there was a twinge of irony in there that i was really trying to hit the ironic part of it and i was saying that this how dumb this was and she was like you got there's something going on here that I think that is going to work out really well. And, and I had just never seen Brooklyn drag before. I'd never seen like alternative drag before or queer drag rather than like gay heteronormative drag. Mm, And, and that was a big, that was a big thing for me. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know,
0: I think that we have like, you know, as gay men, like there is that experience that I think we've had of like, you know, getting through, high school yeah and then getting to college and finding those other people totally. who validate your experience totally. finding your tribe and even moving to new york and like that yeah. experience and i think um that just feels like such like an endemic queer experience regardless of like mm. you have to go on that hunt and i know that yeah. everybody kind of has to find their tribe totally but i guess i feel like as a queer person i knew that earlier on mm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i knew yeah. that was at, that was in store it wasn't a given the way i feel like maybe I felt like other like straight kids, it was more of a given because the structure kind of supported the tribe that they were in. You know what I mean? Right.
1: Well, they, they didn't have to, they were kind of in it and then they had to realize they were in it. Yeah. And then it was like, Oh oh gosh, okay. This is my thing. Right. Instead of words sitting there being like, okay, so there's nobody around here (laughs) that seems to think like me. Okay. What's (laughs) happening? Like where, where are we going here? And like, and then, and then having to find like the niche within the niche, within the niche, within within the niche. And like mine happened to be, queer burlesque and drag that also particularly supports trans and non-binary folks Mm -hmm. that is also inclusive entirely like what does that so that's like so that means that your drag is not racist it's not ableist it's not um sexist or homophobic or transphobic you know it's all like you have to really really get down into like i am not going to do any of these types of things and if and if I do so unintentionally I am going to change that immediately as soon as that comes up or as soon as somebody says "Mm, I don't like that then you do you have to be like oh I didn't see it I'm changing it right now don't worry I got you And like That was something That I hadn't seen I saw You know 150 white drag kings Doing Usher (laughs)
2: Wow Is that You know
1: That was Lots of Usher Lots of Usher What's the cliche I just uh, it's Yeah So (laughs) You know I gotta say (laughs) The first The
2: first drag king Performance I saw Was Uh circa 2007 Okay Mm -hmm. It was Or no Maybe it was later Because Nina Flowers Performed uh, At Spin in Chicago Mm -hmm. So do I Mm -hmm. Um, Talk about another Nina, we
0: love yeah exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Love the Nina's. Um yes. so
2: it, uh so in spin there was a drag queen, a drag king who opened for Nina and I can't yeah. remember his name, but they performed LMFAO's Shot 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 shots. Yes. Oh my and just handed out shots. Yes. The whole
1: song. <laughs> How else are you gonna make everyone love you? Yeah, make you love that song. <laughs> if you're a drag king, you need to you need to come bearing gifts. Like what do you? I have? mean, he was yeah. hot. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. in that masculine. I think, yeah. I think I know who you're talking about, and I'm gonna kick myself so hard for not having my phone on the table. Um, but yes, I do. I if think you said I said the name. That... I think I might be able to. to right? No, I think I think I know. Uh, I can picture the person's face in my head, and I have no idea. They put on
2: me, a beard. That's
1: every king. <laughs> <was gonna> <laughs> be a little more specific. <laughs> You're here. That's every king. Nice try. <laughs> Not every king, but like everyone's done it at least once, and it's usually like leftovers of our previous haircut. So you know, that's recycling a spirit gum and just chucking that right on yeah. your face. And yeah. that's smart. Absolutely. Yeah. Just going to barbershops. Which shops. I gotta say, I I mean the 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 drag kinging on RuPaul's Drag Race has hurt my heart. Oh, yeah. that's all yeah. I'm gonna say. Wait. Like who in the? Oh my God, Miley.
3: Oh Miley. Oh my god, Miley. Miley. Well and also I, I mean
1: like like you know, Lady Gaga didn't really go full out. Oh, so that was right. one thing. Yeah. But the Miley beard, I was like, y'all. Yeah. That was really I hear you <laughs> like bad. like Landon Sider lives in LA. Like call that king and get him to put that human in some good face like right. you are killing me <laughs> one of
2: our listeners Jesus. uh brought up amanda Bynes in uh oh. amanda Bynes in um Not she's, uh, the man. she's the man she's the man yeah, yeah. it was like the same kind it's of energy a, right. like you
1: can't just slap like a two-piece on someone's face and right. call it a day like there's so much more to it than that it's there's contour that happens for one thing yeah there's you know and even the application was crooked yeah <laughs> and i like and and i'm sure i, I don't want to talk of course, of course as I'm saying all this I don't want to shade the person who's doing the makeup like for this sh- I don't know who put it on their face it's probably but it's very, <laughs> who knows, who, I mean who knows but it's but it, you know like there's such good kinging out there it was like man you could that was a good excuse for you to include a drag king in that show Damn, yeah. for like us like even if it was behind the scenes right, like, mm-hmm. of, of like them putting it on her face for like a in ni- the 90 seconds it would have changed. That would have been huge. That was a huge missed opportunity, Damn. as far as I was concerned. So yeah. Oh, yeah. good reference. Could have happened. Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in, in season ten, they did it. Was towards the end of the season, they did like a masculine drag oh, mini yeah. challenge. About yeah. four or five of them left. Yeah. And it was. I mean, I think it, I think it's going back to what you're saying of like that there's only certain types and and I mean it, it, it's a it's an interesting mini challenge because we don't see that on Drag Race, right? But Where they're putting on boy, putting on, putting on like you know, putting on masculinity with the way they put on femininity. Right, but it was to your point. It was kind of it was construction workers. It was blue collar workers. It was
1: like. You're I, doing you're doing the the gamut of what like a Chippendales performance would be. Okay, yeah. That's what yeah. you're doing. Oh, which is mm-hmm. which is fair. Fine. If mm-hmm. that's what Daniels, you wanna I think do, but... all
2: those Chippendales dancers are in drag essentially. Yeah, They're doing a totally. drag. It's so. right right. It's, Magic Mike was drag. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: It's it's burlesque it's drag. Yeah. Right. For sure. Mm-hmm. 100%. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's like it, it's that limit of like well, you know, when you think masculine you think construction worker, mechanic and right. it's like right. I Like, what would be more interesting to me is, like, how do you do that challenge as, like, the flower shop owner? And, like, how do you still portray that? Right. You know, and what does it even mean? Like, what does a flower shop owner even look like, you know?
1: Right. and Well, and, and, and I think that that's where people get a little nervous is that there's such a huge, there's no, again, there are no rules. Yeah. There is no way that you could do it, you know, wrong. Yeah. But you could do it better. Yeah, and that's where we start to get into that little tricky, like, oh God, like I'm not trying to tell you how to do your drag, but I'm going to tell you how to do your drag. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing, where like it's there's you can be more creative with it. And Mm -hmm. I think uh, you know an interesting component of that was that what Milk did on the season
3: previously Mm -hmm. was was
1: to do a bearded femininity sort Uh, of, and and that was considered to be. Not okay. Right. But then they did a bearded runway look after right. c- that, r- right which, after which that. is right because then all of a sudden, all of the like I think Conchita Worst and all like all these, you know, people who Conchita Worst, did I say that right? Yeah. That Worst. Right. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. Who? Yeah. <laughs> who? <laughs> my brain just like <laughs> blanked out for a second. Um, But like all of these bearded queens were really started stepping it up and stepping forward and being like, hello, like I'm here and I'm doing right. this like in my regular drag, like on my own. Um, and then they were like, "Oh, okay, maybe this is relevant. Right. Okay, maybe this is something that we can include." Oh, interesting. And 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 you see there, femininity and beardedness and them not being two totally separate camps. They're all integrated together. Sure. Mm-hmm. So then, with a mini challenge like that, you know, it could be you you had a lot of options.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. I mean,
1: it's it's hard when you're also going for comedy though, and that's the hard thing because a lot of it is about trying to make Ru laugh. Of course. And right. what's going to make Ru laugh? or what's going to make Rue interested is maybe not necessarily what you do if you had free, complete free reign. Sure. Yeah. yeah sure. It's like leaning so, on the
0: stereotypes. Yeah, like they often exactly. say that is like, go with the yes. stereotype. Like the
1: fact that they still even do the, um, the, the, oh God. See, now I'm just going to blank out forever. But the, um, mm-hmm. the, 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 the YMCA dudes oh the village people thank you yeah. I was like I could see it like I'm literally staring out into the world <laughs> like where are you where yeah. is this in my brain um but yeah like they still do the village people at all when like we mm-hmm. already know that we got we got it right. we got that that's been hit over the head just over and over and over again and then oh, you're right. also kind of forcing somebody to do something problematic because somebody somebody has, somebody has, to, has Indian, to do the Native
2: American the na- yeah. right yeah, right. yeah.
1: But, which which of course you know God, it's just like, that's not, that's not cool. Stop doing right, that. Right, <laughs> like, right. stop it, just stop. There yeah. are other options. There's a world out there of references that you can make. Yeah. Make one that's not inherently problematic. Yeah, totally. yeah. Pick and a thing. Pick a thing. <laughs> like, if anything,
0: like, I feel like people see it as like, oh, like, they see, like, the negative of that, that it's, like, shutting down. Like, what are we allowed to say? Right. But I feel like kind of what you're saying, what I, what I hear and what I think is, the positive of that is, like, mm-hmm. there's, there's actually all these other doors it if you mean, turn this corner. Right. Totally. It means yeah. you have to be smarter. Yeah. It right. yes. means you have
1: to be more clever. Yeah, It mm-hmm. means that you have to not rely on tropes. Yeah. Because the tropes are inherently not working anymore. Sure. Yeah. And that's, and that's binaries, like, a really right? good Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, right. like, breaking out of the binaries yeah. and breaking out of those things. And, like, that means that you have to be smarter than what's already been said yeah sure. and isn't that a better challenge anyway yeah
0: oh, yeah. oh completely yeah right. when i think is you that know, more interesting yeah i, I it's think it certainly is. more interesting because it's yeah. not familiar you know yeah and completely. i think the idea of having to be clever i mean i've certainly met some not super clever queer folks but i think yeah. again part of the queer experience i think there is a cleverness yeah that you have to develop to navigate the world oh, to get people to like you oh, yeah. Absolutely, like you, you know it's like you know well you might be the gay guy in the room, but you're the funny gay guy in the room right. or whatever. And it's like, right. and that's, I feel like we develop these skills. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, to your point, I think there's all these drag performers that have had to develop those skills. Yeah, And it's like, sure. lean on those. Right, yeah. for sure. And
1: also, like, you can and are encouraged to develop. Yes. And yeah. art is subjective, of mm-hmm. course. And the way that you present things, there's always going to be somebody that finds it funny you know and so sometimes that encourages people to stay in their rut or <laughs> or somebody that like likes what you're doing so they're like well people are into this so i'm going to stay here right. but in reality like you are allowed to develop with the times yeah. you're allowed to move forward you're allowed to like look at things that you even believed like 2 weeks ago mm-hmm. and receive new information about now and and upgrade your thinking and upgrade the way that you move through the world that's like that's part of developing and being an adult human or any human that's Mm -hmm, a part of being a person is that you have new information coming in you process it you deal with it Mm -hmm. and you're like okay so how do I integrate this into my everyday existence and you keep moving forward and that's hugely part of the queer experience so and I feel like that's something that we should do for all of those things yeah so yeah and that's what I love about drag is that you can and you can just keep Upgrading and just doing going better going and do better. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, I think about drag race, they've evolved on bald queens. Yes. They've evolved on flat chested queens. Yes. Mm-hmm. The bearded thing. Mm-hmm. Uh even doing boy drag on the runway now yes. is sure. like fine. Yeah. Yes. yes. So uh, yeah, we have to keep pushing and yeah, keep for pushing sure. and yeah. keep these conversations going. Right. Or mm-hmm. else, yeah, we're just gonna rely on on the tropes that yeah. are yes. obnoxious at this point.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. I mean, and outdated. They're yeah, outdated. They're yeah. outdated. It's yeah. old it's old news.
0: Yeah. Um in terms of drag you know, televised drag shows and whatnot, I yeah. I don't know what's happening on season three of Dragula yet, but mm-hmm. I feel like do you, what are your thoughts are on Dracula?
1: Um, I So, hmm, ha ha, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did we hit a banana hammock? Well, I have I have a small, bah- so we have a safe word that's banana hammock if <laughs> yeah. that is yeah. that <laughs> too much. So I do have some spoilers but I'm going to hard banana hammock that. But I do,
2: <laughs> I love a hard banana I hammock. I love a hard banana hammock. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe portraits yeah. of words but also yeah. maybe
1: not. We'll put it in a paper yes, bag so to ripen. Exactly, it's fine. perfect. Yeah. But um, I, so Vander Van Ott Van is one of my favorite people in the universe and uh. also I actually went to college with the <gasps> Previous did. guest on the yeah.
0: podcast, bitch, the pod. yes, oh. who
1: I adore uh, to my very core, and actually she is the only reason why my name right now isn't Cash Casanova. <laughs> so say what? thank you to bitch wow. for my entire career not being a sham. That's wow. So and, yeah, you because went to that college was with bitch, y- yes, and did. then she sat yes. right there. few yeah, months did. ago. Yeah. Yeah. this is yeah. crazy. Absolutely. So it's a it's a small queer world that's <laughs> yeah. for sure. But yeah, thank so God. she yeah I, I I I think that it is it's. It's the, it's a perfect blend of drag race and fear factor. It yes. is fully oh, like there's yeah. fully, you know, which is, which is kind of a tricky thing to do because you also then have all of this extra stuff that they're being asked to, to accommodate and yeah. like that may the nastiest, human win kind of on a certain level um but I love horror and I love horror in drag and that's another reason why I wanted to get into it in the first place um was because I was I was I wanted to go into special effects gore effects makeup and I was like how do I do this on my own because I kind of the industry is a kind of a nightmare and I was like you know what I just I don't really want to do that but I still want to do all the stuff that I love doing so um but and then didn't because I'm lazy. I don't fucking know. <laughs> so, but but like I, I so I, I loved the premise of of this thing that asks you to do all this extra shit right. on top of doing sickening amazing drag looks. I mean, on, sick know, and literally uh, sickening. Literally Sometimes sickening. like like God bitch with a tub of water yeah. oh my god oh, we got, the, the, we got. i know like, every time but yeah. you know but Ugh. she's fearless yeah so Fucking fearless human
2: uh, just dragula talk your yeah. favorite challenge on dragula uh, he's only seen season two i've seen both seasons
1: okay um i li- i know well i know the this is gonna sound really stupid but like i i loved the the product of the desert photo shoots. Okay. I really yeah. did love them. When they went they to were, that crazy, yes, yeah. They were a nightmare to shoot. I can only imagine <laughs> oh, because sure. you're sure. in like 150 degree weather in full dread. Oh, yeah. Just a nightmare. But that was, but the but the product was just gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. yeah. How about you? What do you, what was your favorite? Well,
2: I, I'm still haunted by Abhora's, um, Wild West look. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's oh, also God, when bitch, fucking Yeah, I mean, too. she is she's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant drag yeah. queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that one still haunts me, so I have mm-hmm. to pick that one because that was also Disasterina's baby dress oh, baby where she's hitting dress. the babies. Yeah. And also bitches like amazing performance coming mm-hmm. yes. out of a well a hundred
1: percent yeah. yeah oh so so good yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that
0: yeah. um I also really loved the like the Scream Queens horror sure. movie challenge that's my second Which yes. I also love that's horror movies movie. totally. oh like it's oh, yeah. such we're a, really into it yeah. such a queer same. genre yeah like, it is the you know? it totally is the that's, yeah. that's how Sasha
1: and I bonded actually at first was so a little back backstory for that is that Sasha and I came up through the same drag scene oh um, and Sasha uh, Valore. Sasha Valore. that's our best no 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 but we um, I actually, I, I boast that I, I do. I have the first Valorian tattoo, Wow. Uh, which is this little one right here, which is uh, oh an, an eyebrow wow. and eye and lips that she designed when she was doing nightgowns um, in Brooklyn uh, before drag race and all that. She started designing merch because she's smart yeah, and, uh, and she designed uh, temporary tattoos and oh, cool. I put it on my body and i was getting my other sleeve worked on and i was kind of sitting there like "Mm -hmm," and i i I told my friend i was like can you just like put that on my body permanently he was like oh yeah absolutely (laughs) and just stuck it you know and just put it on me and i walked in and she was like oh you're still wearing it and i was like no she was like (laughs) now you have to do it how dare you yeah exactly so yeah so um i I was the foist wow claiming it here first comment um (laughs) and uh uh yeah so we we kind of were in this this, this, like similar scenes and and she worked with switch and play a lot and we worked with nightgowns a lot and and went back and forth um and i was her first assistant when she yeah when she went to drag race and all that stuff so um so i mean i know this because
2: you said you mentioned this off the pod you you dressed Sasha for the finale. I
1: did. I did. I I helped her get into into the drags for that. No, it, does so. this
0: mean like that you? Well, you knew the pedal dress. You knew the pedal thing was. Oh, happening. are you
1: kidding me? <laughs> I stuffed the pedal dress. Oh. No! I, I no. sewed the fringe onto that petal dress. Yes. Yes. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Fuck that dress this. was made by Florence DeLee. okay. Um, and then we embellished it with the fringe. And I uh, Johnny Valor and I sewed the fringe wow. while watching Bad TV until like <laughs> seven in the morning. Um, but yeah, so we and we did that reveal. Over and over and over again in the hotel room and wow. the thing that's really interesting is actually like they didn't know which song they were right, going to get yeah. right. right. They didn't know which song we, they were gonna get and what the order was gonna be So we had to prepare for both right right and I don't like you probably heard there was this the, the rumors with the scissor so I actually had to make her a holster on her a thigh holster to keep those scissors so I was sewing leather again <laughs> at like four in the oh, morning wow. making this holster so this way that she could take it like if, if it was there she could take it out and, and yeah. snip the wig up which I'm kind of glad like I think in retrospect they were kind of hoping that she would get stronger because that would have been a real gag if she cut the wig up sure. but I think that the audience would have been too shocked by it because mm. I think I think that there would have been something that was a little not 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 missing the mark not by a long shot but I don't think that the audience was ready for that at that point in what Drag Race had mm-hmm. had shown people okay um, and and the destruction of a wig might have been something that people were like whoa 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 what are you doing what yeah. are you doing and it would have been a little a little wow. different so and very luckily like we did have to prepare for both and it was a lot easier for her to just take the holster off of her thigh rather than unpacking all of these oh my god, flowers right. from her hair and her wig and stuff because also if she had gone first and she had gotten stronger she would have had to work in both the petals and str- and oh, the scissors because oh she wouldn't have had time to take anything out of the glove oh she didn't even know no oh my god so we had to have both ready to go and blessedly not only did she get so emotional she also went second right. <laughs> right so like talk about pure just the universe yeah. was like this is it She's like, yep. you know, like yep. that was like there's nothing Sasha you know sending Shay home. exactly yeah. which which also that was um i was in I, I i couldn't be in the room when it happened because i was so nervous oh god Aww. i was so like my i was so nervous so i went out into the back of the of the theater and watched from the producer's tent (sighs) where they had all of the different screens up there. And it was kind of amazing because there were a couple producers that were like, "Okay, so uh, Shay is going to wipe the floor with Sasha. And then we're going to move on to this thing and da da da. And then it'll be Peppermint versus da da da. Because Peppermint had already won between Trinity. And, you know, um, and I kind of was like, oh, you think that? (laughs) is that is that what you think oh really? You know? <laughs> and and the person next to me was like was like you don't think so and i was like have you seen her perform yet and they were like no i was like no. Right. yeah yeah <laughs> and, then, and then and then as soon as that music that, dum, 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 mm-hmm. dum, and she i swear to god it wasn't even when she started pulling pedals it was when she her eyes went bam and looked yeah. right at the audience like five people in the back were like oh fuck no. it was like yeah right. you have no idea right and um And the thing that's amazing, too, is that like Shay, like that moment between them where they're holding each other's hands and they look like they're crying. That was a real powerful moment for the both of them, because actually what Shay said to Sasha was, you have to win this for both of us. Oh, wow. And so it was very intimate and very, there's a friendship there. There's a real relationship there. and, And it was never like Sasha versus Shay. It was kind of like a... You know, it was a really hard thing for them to do, knowing that they were going to have to go a- yeah. against each other, and that would have been true for any of those girls. Like that was a really sure. hard thing to do to have to eliminate each other. Yeah, in that moment, that was something that all of them at that point had gotten quite close, and and that was that was hard. That was not an easy thing to do, and it was never like. I'm going to cut this person down, and I'm going to, you know, right. I, I don't, you know, like, they're worth, them. it was never, right. there was no animosity there, it was all right. very, like, Yeah. It was loving. such a
2: gag that, that they yeah. pulled on yeah. us, because they it were was. like, oh, tournament of drag, here we go. Absolutely,
1: yeah. which I loved. I oh, we loved, loved it. That. Yeah. I that. I loved, loved that. It. it was, it felt yeah. so right. The finals. Yeah. It felt yeah. so yeah. right to me. I know there were a lot of mixed opinions about that, but I thought that that was absolutely correct, because also, Nobody had seen Sasha lip sync before. So how could you possibly know what she was... Coming into to the table with, sure. unless you saw her perform,
3: right, 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 it and was... that
1: could have been true of anyone. That could have been right. true yeah. of
3: anyone. Well, yeah. we so.
2: were we've been pull- we were pulling for her from like mm-hmm. the, from start, the meet the queen from right. the meet the queen. It was like, like, I don't know. We, looked her, this queen. we yeah. looked her up. <laughs> we looked her up. We 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 took her phrase. co our my fantasy. Oh, yeah. we there. Yeah, we were just like full on Sasha. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know she was just kind of flying a little under the radar, but then bringing up all these amazing topics. Every week she'd
0: totally. have some moment. It'd be like yeah, the, the Sasha professor, moment.
1: the professor yeah. Sasha, yes. yeah. education with Professor Sasha. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. and that's still to this day. But oh, <laughs> you yeah. know, like like yeah. you know, a wealth of knowledge all the time. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. And and it was it was very clear to me that like th- this was something her authenticity walking in the door was something that hadn't been seen yet. Yeah. She, and that was interesting. Yeah. That was really interesting to people right
2: yeah. away. Yeah. To shift the conversation.
1: Totally. <laughs> shift it <laughs> anywhere you to want.
2: To drag kings and kind of drag race a little sure. bit. Uh-huh. Um, I guess I want to hear your thoughts. Okay. Why is the drag king world so much smaller than drag queen world? Oh, God,
1: that's a really tough one. Because of I think majority it's because of misogyny. Right. Okay. I yeah. think that that's okay. a huge thing. And Same there's page. this idea, right, and there's this idea that um people who are AFAB, so assigned female at birth or people who are, you know, um, identify in any particular way, but are, you know, in this one category, uh, aren't as good of entertainers mm. as, oh, interesting. as men or oh, that's AMAB oh. folks, which I think is not true, obviously, but like you hear it all the time. Like, wow, she's so funny for a woman. Right. Like you right, hear that shit right. all the time right and and it very much it's like you kind of have this work twice as hard for half as much thing where you know there's you really have to work you do you have to work super super hard to get people to pay attention to you I also think that a part of the reason why it's a little smaller is because masculinity especially toxic masculinity is hurtful to everyone mm-hmm. and when you present masculinity you have to be very, very careful about the type of masculinity that we all experience on a day-to-day basis. Mm. So do I really want to be entertained by by this person who's bringing the same energy as that guy that put his dick in my face on the subway? Right. No, I don't. That's I don't want to see point. that. That's not interesting to me. Right. It's triggering and it's hurtful. Right. And and the people that are hurt by that type of masculinity are it's literally everyone. Espe- I would say almost especially like, you know, cis men who are being told that this is how they have to be in order yeah. to exist in the world. Like Gay that men. the yeah. amount, right. That amount of damage that's being done to them is severe. And I'm well, saying that they're m- the most wounded by it is absolutely not true, but like, right. you know, but, but all it wounds, everyone mm-hmm. that hurts, everyone that, that hinders everyone from moving through the world in a way that's that's positive at all. Yeah. So when you are presenting masculinity, you need to do a lot of work to prove to the audience that you're not going to bring that conversation to the table. That, okay. or if you are, but there are a lot of kings that do that. They do it almost so heavy handedly that, like, y- you know, they're they're making a very clear point. Okay. And whether or not that is drag for you is up to the person watching it. I find it a little hard to watch because I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, you know, I spend so much time dealing with it on a day-to-day basis and and working with my own you know internalized misogyny and all types of things like that to to not be that person mm. that i'm not entertained by watching it okay I, yeah. What I, I, I want masculinity to also be glamorous and tender and sweet and vulnerable and shy and um and and thoughtful and all those types of things and I probably said thoughtful twice, but like, you know, I I I don't want to watch the same stuff that's wounding me Mm. on a continual basis and then being asked to find it sexy. Or being asked to find it like, ah yes, this is the political commentary. Right. We already know. We know that it's toxic and hurtful and painful. I got that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I got that point. And now Mm. you're just hitting me over the head with it. Right. And I don't need it. Right. I don't need that. What I want is I want examples of how it can be different and how it can be better and how it can be tender and ki- uh, kind and all those types of things. Sure, it can yeah. be floral. It can be all. You know. Right. Yeah. Florals yeah. for spring. Yes. <laughs> Groundbreaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah. So I think that that's part of it. Is that like it's hard when that if if you're bringing that type of energy to the table, people don't they don't really see it as being entertaining. Amen. They're not going to throw
2: dollars at it. Mm-hmm. No.
1: And whether or not they should or shouldn't, I think is up for conversation. Okay. Always. But I think that, like, people automatically, when you walk in the door with that, they automatically assume that that's what you're going to do. Right. Is that you're going to do something that's I like, am. yeah, look at how passable I am. Look at how big my dick is. Look right. at how, like, yeah, like, I'm going to do all this. You know, when, when, it, so then you have to do a lot of work on stage to make the audience reassured and feel comfortable with the fact that you're, that that's not what you're doing, that you're telling a different story sure. and you're telling a more nuanced story that mm-hmm. doesn't include that.
0: Yeah.
2: So the nuances of a drag King performance yeah. are what, it, when, when I walk into a drag King show, yeah. what is, what, what, what am, what should I be looking for? What am I going to see? It's
1: a really good question. And I think it depends entirely on where you go, Okay. because sometimes you will see five numbers back to back that are Usher. a hot, yeah, a hot king taking their clothes off. And you know what? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, sure. my dude. Absolutely. Go too. for yeah. it. Yes, do it. That's great. But then also the the nuance comes from a little bit of like, what what is it that they're doing? Like, what are they asking you to visually be part of? Right. You know, like, what are they visually presenting? Like, some drag kings will bind. Some drag kings won't. Mm. That neither are better or worse than the other. Like, those are the options that people take. And what does it mean if they don't? Like, like what kind of? Thing are they giving you and like you can still be like fuck yeah that's really hot and i love that you know that's that that is just as valid and appropriate as um if they if they were to bind um you can i i, th- I think that there's a lot of comedy in drag kings there's a lot of again like there's it, like comedy is a really good way of dealing with pain and that mm. comes up a lot um and I think that there's a wide variety. Like, again, there's yeah. it's much more various than we initially thought. It's not just like women dressing as men. Yeah. It's yeah. women dressing as men. It's trans men dressing as men. Right. It's mm-hmm. or, or, or men, eh, men adjacent, mm-hmm. men ish, men not at all. You know, there's a non binary drag is huge. And sure. that's like a little bit of the difference between gay drag and queer drag, right? Is that like, you don't have to that like if we if we understand that the binary doesn't exist, there is no binary of gender. Then that means you can present yourself any way you want and still identify as a drag king. Right. So Andrew Jin, who is one of my favorite people on the planet and also one of the incredible drag king, um, wears skirts mm-hmm. and heels wow. and is a drag king, mm. and that's not a problem. That's Everyone funny. gets it when he walks in the room in drag. That's you know You know what you're getting wow. And it's an incredible Like oh my gosh What's his name such androgen Jinn. Mm-hmm. Yes Oh right. androgen. Such yes Yeah yeah such, yeah, yeah. Just, yep, yep. Right. yeah. Powerful, Colin
2: looked at me like You get it Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you there yeah. There she is Yeah you got it
1: Yeah um, He's a powerful king Or like you know Tenderoni is an incredible Entertainer mm-hmm. And such a wonder, Like in, in, a, in the Chicago <laughs> Is what I just said uh <laughs> in, the, in the Chicago scene Like dancing Like storytelling does stu- certain stuff with like um, like full boy and does other things that are like on a on a non-binary scale and all that stuff but it's just a powerhouse performer incredible dancer um you know you've got Landon Cider who again does a lot of characters but also does uh, you know his own faces and things like that and he's a legend he's been in the scene forever Spikey Van Dyke is the same like oh, he Spike does a lot, of, yeah, a lot of yet a lot of boylesque stuff yeah. and does like grinder stuff and all of that, you know, K James does a lot of, he, he calls it, um, like draglesque is oh. what K James does because K James will, will do a pants, will, a tearaway pant reveal. Sure. We'll do mm-hmm. that type of stuff. And it's wonderful. And almost just being a body on stage, that is not necessarily what you would expect from a drag King makes it political. Mm. Right. Yeah. So just even that alone is like special and, and, and makes it something a little different. Yeah. Um, And, and I think that each king brings something to the table in that way. Um, So I think, I just think there's a wider, uh, you would expect to see all of one thing. And I promise you won't. Oh, I love that. I think that that's like the short, short answer. Mm -hmm.
2: You know, when I think about the drag king scene being smaller than drag queen world, one of the, I just feel like, like gay men, especially cis gay men, Mm -hmm. they, they are are energized by these these women in their mm-hmm. lives right mm-hmm. so many gay men are like I want to be a woman or I idolize this woman because of this and this and Mae West this and, and, and right. Judy Garland and yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada, right. So they have these idols and that's who they want to see emulated. Right. And when they see another quote unquote cis man, maybe dressing up as a woman, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, fabulous. Oh, my God. The illusion. Oh, my God. I'm so entertained. Right. And then when a drag king walks on stage, mm-hmm. it's not they don't see themselves.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, you don't see yourself for the first right. time right. ever. How right. right. so horrible for you. Yeah. And <laughs> much, so much of the scene, so much of
2: gay men's culture right. is surrounded at drinking and going to bars mm-hmm. Where I don't think that's so much in, like, gay women culture, yeah. right? Um, if we're going to just talk about the, <laughs> the um, binary, right? <laughs> I mean, I can list maybe two,
1: maybe, lesbian bars. Like, yeah, but that's not because lesbians don't want to go there. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, right, no. Yeah. Oh, and, oh, like, and we, we know would that. have the bars. We would know that. Yes, we would have absolutely. the bars. Yeah. It's just that, you know yeah. They just that's don't fucking thick. exist. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, yes. S- yeah.
2: So, so, you know, these gay spaces are dominated by these cis gay men. Right. And so well, and the, they're and not hiring right. these drag kings.
1: Right, which is a weird thing, too, because it kind of feels also like they don't want women drag queens to be there either, oh, right. like right. Or, or people who identify as women who are also drag queens. Even they're, trans, there's, no, right? right. There's even trans drag queens, they're yeah. like, no, no, we don't have space for that, which I think is really interesting because it's almost, that's very kind of patriarchal in a way, too, because it's like, well, we're going to do femininity, but we are doing it correctly and you're not, sure, and you're kind of yeah. like, um, right. again, pardon me. Right. Quick question. <laughs> right. Like you yeah. don't get to say that. To Men me. can be women better than women. Exactly. Watch right. me do it. Right. This is what's real. Yeah. This is realness. Uh, yeah, and realness. I have questions. Yeah, yeah it's like no. No. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely fucking not. Like yeah. that is not what this is. So it's about like idealizing something but not allowing space for it to actually exist there. You yeah. know, it's a weird there's a weird separation. And and again, I think also desirability politics comes in too because like do you remember um all of a sudden when on drag race when you were a boy when you were in quote unquote boy drag mm-hmm. or out of drag you had to be hot all of a sudden oh yeah oh, like God. remember that switchover? over where yeah, like like you know changed. where now all of a sudden it was like if you're not trade season then seven. now you don't
2: season 7 on honestly yep. which yep. is
1: kind of like wait what how what what like what, right. like so it becomes like then you really see that it's like, oh, I want you to perform this perfect angelic form of fake. Right. You know, yeah. because it has to be, it has to be a separation. Like you hear all the time, like, no, I, I would never want to actually be a woman. I would never want to be, I would never, I would never, ever, ever be a woman. I would never want to be a woman. Yeah. And all of this very, I'm going to show you because this is how I am out of drag. Ah. Right. And right. it's this, mm-hmm. this insecurity about like, hey, if you identify a little bit more with that femininity, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. That's but- okay. Because again, Like, it doesn't make you any less of who you are out of drag, but it's okay if that stuff starts to bleed one into the next. It just, it's a natural, again, that's what gender fluidity is. That's why, that's why the binary doesn't work.
3: Yeah. Because Mm
1: -hmm. you can, and that doesn't make you any less of a gay man. Right. It doesn't make you any less of anybody.
3: Totally. You know, but
1: we have that. That innate like uh, we have to explain ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have to explain that like, oh well, it's only it's only ever in drag. I don't I would never, I would never, I would never. Right. And it's like, but why not? Yeah. Why yeah. is that so threatening to you? It shouldn't be. Yeah.
2: There's there's you know? a lot of queens now that, you know, they're they're still wearing their nails out. Yes, right. Absolutely. They're still wearing heels and out. Yeah. It's starting right. to come a little bit more. But I feel like as drag race is getting more mainstream, mm-hmm. RuPaul and those producers of RuPaul's Drag Race are are leaning into that binary because that's what the mass media sees and wants and craves and understands. They want you to check the boxes. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of,
1: um, a lot of the drag queens, a lot of drag performers in general are, are genderqueer. Right. Right. A lot of people use they, them pronouns, a lot of people. And and using they them pronouns doesn't make you genderqueer, but like, you know, a lot of people identify, Not on a binary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, but yes, it's being kind of squished into squished into squished into. Yeah. And that's, and that's really interesting. And I think the thing too is that part of that fear is also what makes it hard for like specifically gay men to see drag kings as being on the same level is because they're afraid of that desirability thing or they're afraid of what that could mean if they see themselves in an afab performer who's performing masculinity sure. what does that mean for sure. me right. and that's a lot that's a it's a big kind of broach of like what they thought they might see or what they might feel from mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. and the reality is we're human beings relating to other human beings and it doesn't need to be with all these caveats. Like all the caveats that come along with it are actually holding you back from seeing something that you might actually really identify with and maybe not in the exact same way as the person who's on stage, Mm -hmm. but you might take something from it, which is what performance art is about. That's what gender performance is about is being able to say like, "Oh, there's this tiny little part of me that has a similar, Understanding, and even if it's something in a totally different direction, I get that. Yeah. And trans people have been integrated into the drag community since it began. Sure. You know, especially trans women, especially trans women, mm-hmm. like trans, that, like it was a safe haven for, yeah. for for trans women. But again, because showered with
2: dollars, showered yes, with yeah. praise, yes, flowers. Yes. But
1: then as soon as you walk out of the club, right. still trans. Now you're now, now, now I you're,
2: have, you're too challenging. Now
1: it's not now, now, now you've crossed my limit because right. now it's not about performance and you're not doing it for my benefit. Yes. Yeah. So now, now I don't know how to handle that. Mm. Yeah. And there's a lot of fear. It's all, there's a lot of fear going on there. Yeah. And, you know, and that's all something that is being, I mean, we're working it out. We're trying. There's a lot, their drag kings are on the rise for sure. There mm-hmm. are kings that are coming up and there's kings that are doing things that are really creative and meaningful and powerful. And they're not just doing comedy. They're not just doing one, one note, whatever. They're not the butt of the joke all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's really good. That's yeah, a really good thing. People are doing performance art things as well. They're doing things that are emotional and being received like yourself for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> right. well, I think back to <laughs> trying <what you> said. <laughs> my best, trying my best.
0: Well, you said earlier about like not being seen as the clown when you walk in the room, yeah, totally. and I think what you said before um, that idea of like seeing part of yourself in this yeah. performer. I yeah. think I think about that all the time with. Particularly with like cisgendered gay men and drag queens, in yeah. here is a fierce um, performance and celebration of feminine energy. Yes. And I think for so many cisgendered queer boys, myself included, mm-hmm. that was always a sticking point. It's like,
3: yes. all through
0: high school, it was like I was doing the drag of trying to hide all this. And right. let me tell you, it wasn't very convincing. Right, right. Uh, but <laughs> it was like trying to just like perform that. And I, I feel like there's a lot of gay men who see drag queens and it's like, uh, I just want to embody that fierceness yes. yeah. and that confidence, that armor, and that armor. Yes. And I, I wonder, and so like trying to kind of apply that same sense or like either the same function or just mm-hmm. replace drag queen with drag king, right? Yeah, and like totally. It, in some ways, it's more direct. Of yeah. like, I feel like I could watch a drag king and not be told this is how you're supposed to be, but that none of this is even real, right? And like right. that, in some way, to me that feels more liberating than trying to be the fierce queen mm. is the king who says, all this is a construct. Don't yeah. try to be anything other than yourself. Like right. it's it, like, it makes me wish more like gay men would open up to that right. and not be so afraid of what they're going to see. Right. Cause that just, to me, that seems like a, a more inclusive thing. Cause like at the end of the day, I'm not that fierce diva. I'm this. Mm. So I don't want to have to try to still be something I'm not, you right, know? Right, right,
1: right. Well, uh, and it's very complicated. Yeah, it's very complicated. And again, it's a lot of people being kind of put face-to-face with something they're afraid of and not wanting to look at that.
0: Yeah. And not yeah. wanting to
1: look at it in a bar at 4 a.m. on, you know, <laughs> right. on, on, a, on a Saturday night, right? I mean, right. that's the other and part like, of it, right? Right. Yeah. And, and so – there's, there's a kind of, it's up to the viewer to be able to tap in or tap out, yeah, right? And being able yeah. to say like, okay, I do want to see myself in this or also I can be like, wow, look at this hot boy doing hot things on stage. Yeah. Or like, look at this person who's telling their story mm-hmm. and it's meaningful and it's powerful for them and I can applaud them for being vulnerable but I don't have to be. Again, right. it's all about like what you're choosing to bring to the table as an audience member as sure. well. Mm-hmm. And that's part of why I advocate so much for taking care of your audience as a performer mm-hmm. and like really being able to think about and and watch your audience. And if there's people who are sitting there like, oh God, this is, oh God, this is hard. Like maybe you need to adjust what it is that you're doing. Right. And it's not, you know, if you want that reaction, then you're doing great, keep going. But like, if you want to appeal to a wider variety of people, you do have to pay attention to what people are looking at, like how people are looking at you yeah. and how people are experiencing your work. Right. Because you are having a conversation, you are in conversation mm-hmm. with these folks and and sometimes what drag kings are presenting is exactly what's real to them right right right. it's exactly what's real to them Mm -hmm. and when i do like when i did the boy number Mm -hmm. like i do so so the you can find it on i know i know this one's on youtube and actually no i think that both of those the cellophane and the boy are are on vimeo okay um, sasha's vimeo okay so um but uh I start out in a dress right mm-hmm. and I've got boy written across my chest but you can't see it yet and I wound up dropping it and you could see at the this time was world, right? this was mad world right yeah. that I have you know breasts and 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 I'm still a boy and I, the thing for me that's very personal is that I would do my my makeup on my face the same way I did when I was in college and trying as hard as I could to be the picture of femininity because wow. I wanted to be the daughter my parents always had yeah and I wanted to try that so hard that you know so so that to me is my reality that is the reality of how I was walking through the world and feeling like I am so this is not right I'm a boy and I don't know how to tell you that I don't know how to say that (sighs) to you without breaking your heart and that is exactly my reality right so sometimes it is like looking at some like someone and being like yes this is a this is like we have to remember that this is something that is constructed as part of gender performance mm-hmm. but like some parts of it are really deeply real yeah. and and you know and sometimes you want to be the most fabulous like covered in rhinestones gay man that you possibly can be, mm-hmm. you know, as a drag king, but you work at Starbucks and you need a minute and you can't like, you know, and you <laughs> need to, you know, and like, that's beautiful and great, but also like you need you, they yell at you <laughs> right. if you don't tone it down a little. And so like, you have to still move through the world. Yeah. And sometimes mm-hmm. drag can be an incredible escape from reality and, and create a fantasy that you want to live in. But drag can also be a place where you can be the most hyper, hyper, realistic part of you that you would ever possibly imagine right. in a three to five minute period sure. which is because it's a lot to be that authentic yeah. it, it's it's hard to be that deeply authentic but if you, the the mood is right and the sound that the song it's playing is right and your mug looks great <laughs> and your body feels exactly the way you want it to like you can live in that fantasy of being exactly how uh, you want to feel all the time Yeah, and drag has the power to do any of those things and so while it might be a fantasy for somebody else like it is the most real for you in that moment Right, and like, so yeah. like you might as well let all of those things exist. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's not threatening to you. Right. It's, it's not like that is not being somebody else living. Their truth is not a threat.
0: Right. Right. And that's
1: really important. And Mm. especially it's not a threat to drag. Yeah, it's not just about the fantasy. It's also about what am I? What's the story? Right, right. Like, what's the story I'm telling by doing all this?
0: That's fascinating. That idea of like harnessing here's that feeling, like on Mm -hmm. stage in three to five minutes. Here's that Mm -hmm. feeling. Now, like, it's almost like this has nothing to do with the audience in some ways. Not uh, exempting what you just said about taking Mm -hmm. care of your audience, but in that moment, it's like. You then are like finding that like inner thing that you you can be this offstage totally and Mm. from your experience. I mean, what what does that feel like? What is that journey like? I think so many people Mm. are trying to find that moment of clarity and then carry it forward. Right
1: it's it's teeny little pieces at a time yeah yeah (laughs) you can't like you're not running out of there being like great good package this shit up I'll take four you know you can't like you can't do that that just that's that's hard it's a hard thing to do and it's hard to be honest with yourself I think more than anybody else you know because you have to realize where it is that you're at for real and not like where you'd like to be and that's really that's difficult no matter where you are, who you are, and what you're doing with your life, (laughs) you know, like, that's not an easy thing to do, but for me, I came out as transmasculine a lot later in life than a lot of people that I have met, Mm -hmm. so I came out in 2015, so I was in my, you know, early 20s, And, um, and I had never known, like, as a child, that I was trans I'd always kind of I describe it as being gender ambivalent I kind of didn't give a shit and my parents didn't really enforce anything like they let me run around in just like my underwear for you know years and years and years and it wasn't until I walked outside without a shirt on once we lived in this condo complex and this kid from across the street was like "Ew, you don't have a shirt on you're a girl and I was like what like what are you talking about you know there was that moment of just being like (laughs) huh like i look exactly like you
3: wow you know like what the
1: frick is your what is your problem right and then and then started like realizing in that moment and 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 cumulatively over time that like wow no really like there's a lot of roles we got to play here Mm -hmm. you know like there's a lot of things that i have to think about and i have to oh man this is a lot and um I wanted to be a princess. I mean who doesn't? Sure. But like I wanted to be a princess when I was a kid. I wanted to, you know, be the bride and get married and have like the whole veil and the whole thing. Like I really wanted all of this. Sorry, sorry, You know, I want I wanted oh, all of this. Oh I love stuff. This. Sorry. <laughs> Do I have to do this the rest of the episode now? <laughs> Maybe. Is this who I am? Oh god. We'll start over from the beginning now. Jesus. Hello, I'm Vicca Moites. <laughs> this is a time we're having we're just having a talk we're having a talk about gender and whatnot sometimes it's easier to hear when it sounds like this what's are doing what we can so but
2: like always a bridesmaid never a bride
1: exactly I'm telling you it's ridiculous so yeah so, so like this was what my reality was and I had a younger I have a younger sister who is beautiful mm-hmm. and taller than me and has long hair and all the stuff and as soon as as soon as she hit puberty it was like instant like va va voom and I was like what the hell like like, that's just rude it's just rude like she looks like all of my mom's side of the family and I look exactly like my father which is kind of a blessing that I'm trans because (laughs) so like I was like you know and I was I just had a very I I love my dad and he's a he's a wonderful human but like yeah so it just like I but I look like my dad yeah and um, and uh, and and so like I constantly had this sort of thing to to be compared to like and you know throughout my my life and i always wanted to be the epitome of femininity because like that's what i that that was what i saw getting attention you know like from the women around me and all this stuff like i was like oh man you know this is a thing that i need to do um and it just never really like felt good
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
1: it didn't feel bad but it just never was like "Eh." i was always like this is just not you know I was yeah. and then very quickly turned into like that cargo pants and oversized t-shirt queer you know which Same. we know we know this human yeah I know ah that. the 90s yeah. my favorite yeah so <laughs> 90s <laughs> 2000s man yeah. yes oh so excuse much me to the party. okay all right all right yeah I luckily grew out what of makes that
2: you, you of. think I know anything about fashion
1: because yeah. <laughs> you're wearing a Nina West t-shirt yeah. yes! <laughs> fashion <laughs> we love you Nina yeah, <laughs> we do um but yeah, so, so like I, I just, I came out as being bisexual when I was 13 mm. in the most dramatic way possible of course because I'm queer and I wrote it in the center of a, t- of a huge piece of paper and folded up into like the most elaborate origami swan and like weeping s- like push it across the table at my mom oh who's my weeping because oh I'm weeping God. she doesn't know why we're weeping right? Right. but we're weeping <laughs> and she takes her like 40 minutes to, like unfolds <laughs> my fucking bird you know this whole thing with her. and then there's like on the middle of the page it says mom I think I might like girls and she was like God honey I thought you were pregnant what the <laughs> fuck so it kind of ruins my moment
3: <laughs> a little a little so That's so funny you know
1: <laughs> the drama yeah oh yeah a when a I little. came out
3: to my parents
0: I, when I was I was 19 I came out to them and yeah. my mom was like yeah
1: you know, uh, we yeah
0: we, we kind of knew, yeah, knew that and I was like okay I just want to make sure you I you knew that I knew that you knew right 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 gay. which like
1: there was a little moment too where uh, you know because you we grow up hearing all these stories and I have plenty of people in my life that had truly traumatic traumatic oh, sure. traumatic, oh, sure. traumatic yeah. coming out stories still to this day traumatic coming out stories and I was kind of like well where's my moment like yeah. right. hello like where's my drama this was my which, moment I feel very attacked so yeah so you know that was very much like not the moment. Right. That was not the moment. Um, But like, you know, and and everyone was cool with it and everyone Mm -hmm. was fine. My dad was like, no duh. You know? And my sister was like, do you want to play with Barbies? Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, again, like everything just, that was fine. And, but I, but I still didn't feel like that was it. Yeah. Like I kept being like, ah, yes, the relief. Ah, the relief. Ah, the relief. And it was still not relieving. It was like, okay, I I get that. I understand that. But like, okay, what? So, then when I like when I got older and I went to college, I became through no fault of my own. The uh, president of the Gender and Sexuality Alliance at my college. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> also because the two but people that were that were running it uh, when I was there were in a couple and they broke up. <laughs> so let's get Yeah. So, yeah well, and that's, <laughs> right. And then they were um, they were we would just show up and watch them fight.
3: Oh, <laughs> you know yeah. oh my god. Like you
1: do. Yeah. And uh, oh and then god. and then when we you know, when I took over, um I realized that again, because queers, uh, that the reason why we didn't so Onianta, Sunni Onianta is like like less than a half a mile away from Heartwick, we uh-huh. share the same town. Oh. Those poor townies! Oh my god, they're yeah. like having two full-blown college campuses in your teeny tiny town. It must have been like living in Silent Hill. I can't <laughs> imagine. Just like I'm like they're everywhere. Right. Like, I'm like ah, you know, like, September is here. Like, right, exactly. Oh my god. Like, <laughs> oh my god, are they trick or treating? <laughs> Fuck no! Like you know, like I just get like just a nightmare. I wanted to hand out thank you cards right. like it's like, just like on summer vacation, be like, we're sorry, we're very sorry. We're Everything. and we're not like, sorry and we're not sorry yeah. but also oh my god don't yeah. raise your children here right. Hide to everyone <laughs> just leave just leave <laughs> you know yeah. but um, but I realized that we hadn't had like connection with this other queer group up the hill from us because somebody had dated somebody and somebody oh. had fucked somebody over and they mm. didn't you know. and that was a couple years ago and I was like well see that's what you get for dating people who play field hockey just kidding I'm <laughs> kidding but you know but they were so the field hockey team didn't like whatever so it was all right. so but anyway, we so so we made that connection, and then we started bonding and things like that. And that was where I met trans people for the first time. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. But it
1: took me all the way until my sophomore year of college mm-hmm. to even have that vocabulary at all. Yeah. Like, I just didn't know. Like, I knew it in the sense of, like, I, I buffed up on, on my research and things like that because I was the president, so I needed sure. to know these things. Right. But, like, people didn't start coming out as being trans until after we made that connection because they finally saw other people that were like them. Right. And they were people who are from the Midwest and from upstate and from all over the place. And, you know, and like places that again, just didn't really, they didn't see anybody that was like them. Mm -hmm. So I kind of started hanging out with some people who, who are trans. And I was like, I, you know, I think that, this might be the thing. But when I went home, I was like, I think, I think this might be a thing. And my Mm -hmm. folks were like, we would have known if that were true. And that was enough to like put, like make me kind of shove everything back down and be like, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not doing that. You're right. You're right. I'm just hanging out with trans people and like shoved it back down. Yeah. Yeah. But by senior year, I was catatonic. I didn't know. I couldn't put on jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah, because I would just lay on the floor of my best friend Aaron's bedroom and cry because I couldn't put clothes on because I did not know who I was. Uh. And it's so much more than like I of course, I would like bill it as like I'm having a fashion crisis. I don't know if I'm fem or butch. <laughs> no, like it. But it. I mean, it was in a sense, but also it just like it was so much more than that, because when you don't feel like you know who you are, it doesn't matter what you put on your body. It's not going to be OK. Right. It's yeah. just not. Yeah. So I, I kept trying and I had all of these random experiences where like my senior thesis was I, I did a whole thing about gender identity, which now is it, it's, it's hilarious to me. But at the time, I didn't even put that together, which is so funny. <laughs> I was like, I'm just doing something about gender roles right. for no reason at all whatsoever. Yeah. No personal wow. interest here. Uh, yeah. No, not at all. This <laughs> yeah, is not wow. reflecting me in the slightest. <laughs> yeah. um, but like I, I just I couldn't get myself to that place. Of being able to say, okay, I'm all right enough to do this. So then I moved to New York um, and uh, I like couch surfed for a year. And then I finally, after that, I was able to afford my own place. And I, I was like, okay, so I'm going to meet people. I think now it's time to have friends. I've worked mm. for a year. It's time to have friends now. Um, so I went to OkCupid. <gasps> as you like do. Like you do. <laughs> and um, immediately started meeting trans people and went out on a date with someone um, who I'm still friends with who I who, adore very much, um, who was like, Oh, I think that you would benefit a lot from a uh, group therapy. <laughs> like maybe huh. you should go to support oh, wow. group. Um, which I wound up running. I know like just so bad. Jesus. But I was like, oh, I'll just oh so I'll be in it and now I'll facilitate it. <laughs> I need to facilitate my experience. I'm just I'm the worst. Anyway, but so <laughs> it's just too much. So you're too
2: hard on you. So, oh it's, it's
1: so much. But um but very so like I kind of again I was surrounded by, you know, all these people. went I, I, before I went, I was dragging my feet because I was like, mm. there is no way that anybody's gonna be like me or that I'm gonna and of course everyone was like me. All because right. that's what you do is you pretend you're an island. You're like, hi my own mm-hmm. personal terrorist. I'm just I'm just on my own little island and no one will get me ever and no all one right. will understand how I feel. and then you walk in a room you're like fuck everyone is exactly like is getting it and talking about getting this and holy crap this is amazing but I still wasn't ready to come out until I did that dumb 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 performance at switch and plays moxie (laughs) and I was and people were like hi handsome how did it all and everyone around me drag king he him all this you know all this stuff was happening I was like oh god yeah Yeah. (laughs) yeah I need to do this I need to do this, but I had to be completely away from my family, completely away from my friends from before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I had to really like, like just be queer and be lost before I could finally admit to myself that I was trans. Mm. But it took from 2000, oh god, 2010 to no, 2009 to 2015 for me to do it. Wow. So that was like this huge, incredible experience. And a part of me, I think, didn't want it to end. I didn't want to keep exploring what that felt like. And drag felt like such a good way to be able to do that, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Oh, cool. So, you know, yeah. like it felt like such a good way to be able to be like, okay, I don't really know how I feel about this, but if I can turn it into a number and throw it on stage, then maybe I'll work it out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, it's like a space to kind yeah. of like answer these questions or for explore sure, these feelings. And it's safe. Yeah. It's a
1: safe space to do that. Yeah. Because it's not permanent. Right. It's not a choice you're making, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like, you know, and the thing is too, is that once you come out, you can come out, you, I mean, first of all, once you come out, you come out every single day for the rest of your sure. God given days, right. but sure. you, but then, but beyond that, like you can come out as many times as you need to, like right. you, no decisions are final. Right. You know, is, is it hard for people to understand if you're like, well, I'm changing my pronouns. Sh- maybe. Should it be? Not really. It's not their problem. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No,
2: was not your thing, problem. Yeah. No, right.
1: Right, you have to I mean they have to change their behavior a little bit but that's okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, and and if you decide if you're like okay, I'm going to be trans and I'm going I know that this feels right to me and then it stops feeling right to you, mm-hmm. that's okay too. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those things are all right. It's it's just about it's cuz it's about you and it's about your experience and if you're doing it authentically then like who's to tell you any other way yeah right so that is my ted talk thank you for coming yeah Um, (laughs) it seems like
0: like the only real misstep there would be is is that pushing down is it seems like when you would do that or when folks do that that's when you start to have an issue but how could you not
1: well of course because because all you want to do it's so so vulnerable and it's so scary it is so so, so scary, especially right before you come out, but it is so scary because you have no idea what's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. my parents, they took it really hard. Mm -hmm. They never stopped supporting me, but even when I had top surgery, they were really having a hard time with it. It was really, really hard for them. And it's because it's something that is so outside of their wheelhouse, they just don't know where to go. They don't know how to, they they just don't know and they've gotten better and better and mm-hmm. every time that my either one of them you know my dad will like, you know hey all right so good to talk to you you want to talk to your mom yeah sure okay honey your son's on the phone like it's the <laughs> best thing in the universe feels love- feels. there's nothing better that. than that yeah, but it that. took a long time to get there and there's a lot of mourning and there's a lot of like mm-hmm. question asking and there's a lot of like are you sure this is a big you know because there's somebody outside of you who cares about you and is afraid for you inherently because mm. you know whatever or or sometimes again it's even more traumatic where people are like absolutely not get the hell out of my house right
0: yeah and yeah don't
1: talk to me and right. just go away
3: mm-hmm. and
1: and it's you don't know where yeah. that's gonna be yeah you don't know what level of that you're gonna get
3: mm-hmm. and
1: and and there is nothing more frightening than truly and sometimes you know people don't come out because their their situation is not safe to Sure, and they're and especially if they're minors sure. and they can't leave their homes, you know. And being we just outed, talked about that about yeah. Nina West
2: on Drag Race the mm-hmm. other uh, totally. I mean, she was lucky enough that she came out to her parents. She had to, yeah, and that you know there was a safety there. But right. some people like they. They, they just can't even do that. No. Yeah. yeah. And then
1: and then you have to squish it down. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah. it's yeah. for your own safety. Right. That's you survival. cannot. Right. You know, and especially if you're dependent on them or you you don't, you know, you sure. can't like, mm-hmm. or if they're already abusive or something yep. like that. There's yeah. just so many options. There's so many um, uh, instances when that's so not okay to do at the time. And again, that's when drag can be very healing. Mm-hmm. And when like watching drag and having drag available on like online and things like Mm -hmm. that can be really powerful for people. And the internet has really helped a lot because you can have these online groups and things like that where they affirm who you are and, and, but don't put you in physical danger. Yeah. Right. And, and it's, again, it's, it's very, it's, it's very intense. It's very intense and identity and drag are always going to be interlaced and always going to be a conversation that's being had but you know, but it's it can be such a miraculous and powerful way to talk about these things, um, in a in a in a way where people are willing to hear you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, you know, because again, there's a little bit of that boundary mm-hmm. of performance where they don't feel like it's quite so confrontational, right. which sometimes people need before they can have that conversation. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Have
2: and, your yeah. parents seen you in drag? Like, have yes,
1: the first time that they came to a drag show was when we did Nightgowns at Terminal 5. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which That's was awesome. insane. Did they so, die? What was their reaction? I mean, reaction? That, was, that was hilarious because not only were my parents there, but Janet Jackson was there. <laughs> and that just like. Blue and they told us that two seconds before Kay James and I went on stage, we're like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Wow. You're gonna wait? You're gonna tell me that Janet Jackson is here right now? What is wrong with it?" Was so funny, but I did, I did make, I did make her crack a smile. So I will take that <laughs> to the grave. Yes. I will take that to the grave.
0: Yes, put um, that everywhere. Exactly, in Your resume,
1: exactly. <laughs> Made Janet Jackson smile once. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So she was you know.
2: nutty, 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 nutty for you. <laughs>
1: hey. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Wow. So. Um but count. they were it was actually kind of amazing because at first they came in and I watched people interacting with them and we talked about this much later on where my mom was like I definitely felt like an alien when i walked into the room and i was like yes because you don't the thing that you have to understand is so many queers don't have the support of their parents that two people that look like parents walking into a room is really weird for people they're like why the hell are you here because you're either that or like do you did you miss like i know we're in the theater district but like there's like (laughs) right like Aladdin's playing down the, down the street like what are you doing like <laughs> where are you here like you're in my space. Phantom of the Opera is two <laughs> exactly blocks that it. way. Like sir ma'am uh, what? what's yeah. going on here like yeah. no 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 you know <laughs> Cats isn't coming back yet right time we're sorry yeah. you know but like you know, so there was a lot of that type of reaction where people were just like, "I don't, I don't know what you're doing here." And then, of course, I bounded up to them. I'm like, "These are my parents," and everyone right. was like, "Yay!" You know, and I'm, <laughs> yeah. you know. Oh. And then people were turning around. They actually sat right behind Mary Cherry and Horachata. Oh my and god! And yeah, which I was really them. funny. And so they kept turning around and being like, "Oh my god, you're gonna love this number. This is so great." You know, like and mm-hmm. then like talking to them and stuff, which was really sweet. Um, but they t- watching them also be the odd ones out that didn't always gender me properly was mm. like oh it was just kind of like yeah see like you are the ones that are on the wrong train like you know it's like not everybody else has got it you know there was this amazing moment where um again i love my parents and i would never like they're they're trying as hard as they can but it is very and i say this with a lot of affection but my mom like had said you know oh you know like i i was talking to my other daughter and and miss malice was like you have three kids and just you know this kind of you know because I'm an, it's me and my sister and mm-hmm. you know but she was just kind of like huh what what oh right. oh yes I love these boys these boys are wonderful boys they're so good Such boys much boyliness wow. <laughs> look at these boys you know, like, right. you know like a very right. you know, right. which was a very sweet thing in my mom that was boy like, oh, over yes, there that boy specifically <laughs> that one your son that child hello you know like the you know which again is just like the power of community and that was amazing yeah um my my father loves Lady Quesadilla more than anything in the world oh same which yeah which I love but he was just like I have to go talk to her and I was like you go talk to her. Yeah. Go. Oh, God, go God. go God. yeah, yeah. So, that's great um and that was wonderful but what he did actually so so I had top surgery in the beginning of February um hallelujah. Mm. And, Congrats. and uh, and then <laughs> thank you so yeah. much and then uh, and then they actually came to visit me and that was a very important thing that I was like I really want you to be here for this and I want you to see the recovery process and I want you to see you know um see everything that's going on. And my dad had this really wonderful thing to say where he was like, I think I noticed it at nightgowns at first, but that like the queer community is so powerful and the way that you take care of each other is so powerful and you make space for each other. And hearing that from my father was huge, but also like really. And we had this really wonderful conversation about, you know, I was like, yeah, dad. And part of that is because we all identify in different ways. We have to have conversations with each other. In order to connect to one another. And we allow people, we have to, you kind of have to allow people to be who they are rather than on face value because of that. And Mm -hmm. like, and that's the kind of the basis of our community structure is that you have to talk to people and ask them about themselves rather than make assumptions. Right that's what we're working on as queer yeah. community. And so mm. like, yeah, so we do allow people to be the more of themselves because of, because they're, you know, because of that. And that's kind of, again, that's the basis of why we are the way we are. Yeah. So it was this really powerful thing for them to witness. And then also like as much as I want them to feel included in part of my community, kind of feeling that little outsider energy a little bit where I was like, see, now I can tell you that that's how I feel whenever I come home for, you know, the holiday. Right. That moment of empathy. (laughs) You know, that I'm the only one in this group of people who is different in this one very specific way. Mm, And then that's hard. Yeah. And now you kind of get that because this is the first time that you're completely out of your depth. Yeah. And so it, it was this really cool, like, humanizing thing mm-hmm. the power of drugs yeah, yeah. when well, i and i love <laughs> yeah. that
0: whole concept of like communicating and having to communicate yeah it's so an evolution from i mean the hanky code and yes. the, like you know mm-hmm. bathroom you know mm-hmm. gas station yes. bathrooms or rest stop bathrooms and all the right. silent communications that right. are still right. happening in you know gym steam rooms and you know totally all in meat racks and all that stuff that like right. i think for so many like cisgendered gay men it was like about the silent communication and about totally. all about assuming yeah and what can i look at and pull from to decide what's the little right. nuance yeah. that they're telling me right. that right. they're gay right. right like are you going to kill me or fuck me like i just right. need to figure that out Right,
1: what earring do you what ear do sure you have oh, piercing, oh, oh we did thing. that we right. did right. that totally yeah. Yeah. right and then yeah. i got both beers oh. because i was like oh, fuck it. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <bitch>. yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly excuse me yeah hello so right but like again that silent communication though had to start somewhere yeah, yeah. 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 yeah yeah. And we forget that sometimes mm-hmm. that like the silent communication had to come from a conversation that was out loud at one point Yes, mm-hmm. you to know? learn those rules. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. we're getting back to that now. Yeah. None of this is out of left field. None of this is anything that we can't handle as a wider community like mm-hmm. th- all of these things are, th- are things that we should be, be able to talk about right and that we can adjust we yeah. have yeah. in the past why can't we now right there's right. no reason there's no reason why not
0: we have a new versions of an iphone every year why can't we expect exactly. the same of ourselves sure. right right
2: well that's right. what so, i just love that <laughs> that's what i love so much about being queer is that like yeah. w- queer identity is continually just like moving past us, yeah. yeah. Like we get to what we think it is, and then it's there's still it's like, more. Oh wait, this this too. Yeah, this, yeah. this too. Yeah. Oh oh yeah, this yeah. more. Oh oh, and this also. It's, it's like
1: improv. It's yes and. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just always. This, I love that about queer and, identity. And yeah, exactly. And then like, like I think the thing that we have to get a like better at is discarding the things that are hurting people. Mm-hmm. But uh, like we can keep adding things right. on, but right. we also need to drop. Stuff people hold on off. to
2: things yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, uh, 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 tradition is the illusion of permanence, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, so, like, we're so we're, con- so. we're continually holding on to things, like, for instance, the village people, right? We're holding mm-hmm. on. Oh, but it means so much to me. I mm-hmm. love it. It's like, okay, well, you can love it, and right. we can we can beg for something else, right? Yes,
0: right. We could also move on from Race. into something more relevant or more interesting or more right. nuanced or just, uh, yeah, just something that's not like. Someone in a headdress suit. Right, right. Is, Which is also yeah. what else what
1: else do you like? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. What else do you like? Yeah. I'm not telling you that you cannot, but like, what else do you like? Sure. Right. Because you can also like, you know, that's that's the whole culture of also problematic fave, right? That's a that's a mm-hmm. thing where like you can it's it's about saying, okay, yeah. I can understand and appreciate this person, but also Right. there's all of this stuff that I'm not going to ignore anymore sure mm-hmm. in order you know like I'm not going to soothe my own wounds with pretending that this doesn't exist because that's more harmful than it is to be like hey I really appreciate your music but also you're kind of a dirtbag.
0: yeah yeah that's like the Rosemary's Baby problem I yes. love that movie I love Ruth Gordon that's yes. my unofficial drag mother mm-hmm. uh, if Brenda Vaccaro isn't interested but <laughs> uh,
1: but like at the end of <laughs> putting, the it t- there, putting, putting it out there putting it out there
0: Brenda if you're listening <laughs> yeah, hello. Uh, I'm ready I've got a Tampax commercial I've been recording in my home <laughs> yeah. uh so, um, but I <laughs> know. <laughs> In case she wants it, I mean. Um, but I mean, Roman Polanski. You never know. You, yeah. If you don't put it out there, you don't know. Exactly. Um. But at the end of the day, I still have to make peace with, like, okay, I can love that performance that Ruth Gordon did or Mia yeah. Farrow, and still recognize, but Roman Polanski, you are who you are, and you did what yes. you did. Sure. And yes. how do you? Con- it's like. Yes. Having to kind of pull out the parts of it that you can appreciate right. and still right. own up the parts right. that are true.
1: Right. Well, and that's where I think this is, I was going to say, talk about can of worms. Here we go. I know. Um, totally, so right? You, I think you know where I'm going to go with this. Totally. But like that's kind of the thing where I think call out culture – is the first half of learning conflict resolution. Mm. I don't think it's there yet. Because what it is, is in conflict resolution, like there's a ton of different techniques that you can follow and things like that. But when you're resolving conflict, the first thing that needs to happen is two people, a person willing to hear, And a person willing to talk right Mm -hmm. so having that person who's willing to talk and saying hey listen these are the ways in which you've hurt me Mm -hmm. and then that person saying i don't get to decide whether i've hurt your feelings or not if you're telling me i did then i did sure Mm -hmm. taking responsibility for that and then saying these are the things that i will do in the future to be better does that feel like something that would feel good to you and that person saying either yes or actually this is what would make me feel even better than that. Mm. And then through healing and allowing that person to continue to be upset, Mm -hmm. to maybe take space from you or not talk to you or something, or even decide I don't wanna talk to you anymore and I don't want you as my friend, and respecting those decisions, then there comes to a point of like normalizing. Yeah. But the part of normalizing doesn't come until that person usually sees that you've made those changes. Sure, mm-hmm. it's not just saying I'm sorry. It's saying I am so sorry that I da 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 da, and these are the things that I will do in the future to not do that again, and then not do that thing again. again. Right. That is the important part. So call out culture to me is a whole bunch of people saying I'm going to tell you I'm pissed. And here's why. It's
2: about me. It's about me. It's about me. The, yeah. I'm going to
1: tell you how I'm pissed whatever. And the thing is, is that like some people are willing to listen and then they can be, you know, like, the, and they're showing very clearly that they are integrating those changes. And then, and then they kind of can work their way back in with, you know, the group or society or whatever it is that they're doing. But there's also like certain people like the whole idea of just like canceling people, just being like that canceled, no conversation Mm -hmm. that is up to those people to do. And I would never tell anybody that they're not allowed to be like, I don't want you as part of my sphere at all. Period. Because sometimes that's totally, totally fair, but growth and learning and making mistakes is part of how we evolve as human beings. Yeah. And everyone is free to make their own choices. However, I feel like we could stand to look at it more like resolving conflict and at least giving you know the opportunity for somebody to prove that they have do- that they've really actually taken to heart what's been said or what's been told to them, um, and they are actively, progressively moving towards being better. Mm-hmm. That that's something like that's 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 possible for people, right? Yeah, you know, right? Yeah, and. Again, some people deserve to be canceled, let's be honest. Sure. Oh, well, there's some people have been doing this shit forever. Yeah. Yeah. But the reality of the internet means that our memory has become very, very long. (laughs) Right. And our memory has become longer than we were aware of it, right? Mm -hmm. So then if you go, if you reach back far enough in anybody's stuff, anyone's stuff, you can find something that's going to rub you the wrong way. Sure. Yeah. If, it, if, if it's out of context, if it's in context, you're going to find something because we are human beings learning. That's what mm-hmm. we're doing. And um, sometimes you don't remember to go back and delete all of your tweets. Right. Or sometimes was- you do. Sometimes you don't. Like mm-hmm. My one piece of advice for anybody on Drag Race ever is like, just go back and delete everything before <laughs> they yep. announce anything because yep. they'll find it and they will fuck you with it totally. and it's not going to be fun for you. But especially if you know that you have grown and changed since that sure. time. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. When I right. think of things I posted so, in college on Facebook, when it I was literally drunk. makes
1: me cringe. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like it's, Same. it's, it's, it's. Oh God. Yeah. I could like feel my assholes in been self chat. <laughs> oh but like, God. it's, it's, you know, it's a scare. It's like, it, but that's the thing is that like the internet memory is forever. Yeah. yeah. And that is a reality that we live in now. Yeah. So I, then, how do we adjust our behavior? To accommodate that while also being kind, like kind and, and also allowing for people to grow.
3: Right.
2: But, and people know. need to be able to like call things mm-hmm. out yes, for sure. Yes,
1: absolutely. God, yes. For mm-hmm. sure. Yes. And I
2: also find that there's this trend of call out culture where they're only doing it because they, they want the conversation to go back to themselves. Mm-hmm. So they're calling things out or they're looking for things to be upset about.
1: It's a a power. It's a power dynamic. Right. When
2: they're not even considering intention or context, they're just looking for something. This offends me. I have to say something. I have to say something when in reality it didn't really affect them.
0: Right. It Mm -hmm. was just a matter of feeling like I this is the thing. If I do this, if I call this out and I put forward that I'm unhappy about this, I am I, I think people think they are then actually moving the needle in the right direction. Mm-hmm. By, and I, I think that they are starting to. I think to your point, right. I, I love that idea of like call-out culture is like step one. Like it, right. it's just the beginning. Right. And it's like, right. yes, bring it up. Right. But then it's like, then what are you going to do with it when it's up? Right. Yeah. Well, it's also
1: a very convenient way for like folks who are maybe in the majority, like I say this as a white person, mm-hmm. to try to glean brownie points. Yes, from other communities, which is super inappropriate and not and not actually doing anything to benefit anyone. It's like Mm -hmm. it's not like, you you know, oh, my gosh, you retweeted this thing. But like, but what are you doing in your day to day? That's Mm -hmm. like totally contradicting what it is that you're that you're preaching on the Internet. Like it doesn't it doesn't it does like it doesn't like your politics have to line up everywhere. Right. Yeah. And and you still participating in racist or misogynistic or transphobic culture is still your or ableist culture whatever sure. is like that's that's you're not actually you you retweeted something good for you. Yeah, like a- nobody's going to run around and be like here's your sticker. sir, you've right. done it. So I'm very <laughs> proud of you. Like <laughs> right. no, like if you're looking to go viral what the intention behind that is just like, what the hell? Like that's, that's right, not right. the intention of actually doing anything. Look at me. I'm positive liberal. Positive for the community. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. literally doing something again, you know, cause usually then, you know, if you look at those things then you could be like, uh, follow me on Instagram. Like they're like next to their, like next pin yep. post is like, you know, come follow me on night to put, you know, like yeah. it, it
0: it's how like they then promote what? their SoundCloud. Exactly. Yes. exactly. Which yes. is,
1: like, like exactly. If you're like, I also, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> well, and it's, like, it makes me think of, you know.
1: Check out my mixtape.
0: Right. Yeah. And you know, people doing, like, the overlays on their Facebook photos. Totally. And if you go through the profile picture history, you can see, you know, how they had, you know, the this issue of the day for a few days totally. and then they changed it back to this, you know, cute picture. Oh. And it would yeah. just keep changing. Totally, exactly. Yeah. It's like,
1: but did you donate to those campaigns? Right. Yeah. It, it did depends. you do any did you right. do anything for did you volunteer? Right. Did you actually not talk over the black person who was talking about racism and instead inserted your white opinion, did you do those things? Sure. Because if you did those things, you're you're doing nothing besides posting. You know, it's it's armchair activism. Yeah. It's what oh, can yeah. I do from behind my computer that doesn't actually mean that I change any of my behavior. I always right. talk about and this with sucks. my students mm-hmm. when I used to be a teacher. Yeah. Uh,
2: they, the difference between charity and solidarity, yes. which is a concept in uh, Pedagogy of the Oppressed. I'm sure yes. you're familiar. Yes, for sure. Um, this idea that, yeah, you can you can send money to those poor children in africa right but but if you ever came face to face with one of those poor children in africa right. you, you it might not be the same type of thing right mm. it's easier to send money rather than actually like fucking solidify with the cause go over there raise money yourself do something different right mm-hmm. Re- but it's so much easier cuz it's it's arms length away yeah. so there's a difference between solidarity and the charity and i feel like so much of facebook and retweeting and resharing things mm-hmm. is so charitable mm-hmm. which is noble right. but is it is there any action there right right,
0: right. right. is there anything that's actually helped the issue or has right. it just made you feel better about right. your place. Are you of soothing the issue? your wounds. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. Um, and I think more often than not, that's what it totally. is. Is like
2: Well, it, I'll retweet it. You know? right. More people know about it. I'll yeah. retweet it right. and I'll say this. That's
0: which is everyone which knows. is a small yeah. right, which
1: is a small part of it. Mm-hmm. But it's not completing it's the not conversation. Not the yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of um uh, uh, like uh, activists that are people of color um on especially I, I follow a lot of people on um, Instagram. That one of the things that they always say is like uh, uh, c- periodically and a couple. They keep their Venmo in there in in their uh in their description mm-hmm. in their in their bio cuz it's literally like you're reaping the benefits of my knowledge of my research and all that stuff you can send me 5 bucks. Wow. And I'm like yeah dude absolutely yeah, <laughs> like yes. That. Like I am sitting here r- like like literally becoming a better person from the things that you're telling me because you are taking the time and energy and and spoons as a person of color in this world mm. and I do not know what that experience is like I can send you Five bucks,
3: sure, for right, for
1: all of those things that you've given me. That is that, like, the, like you know, like we can also get, like reparations, all that stuff. But like, I can, do, <laughs> you know, I can do, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it is within my capacity to do, I will do that totally. 100%, a hundred percent. You know, to, like, and that's support- like right, yeah. and then, and so then it's not like it's not charity as much as like I want to pay you for your time. Yeah, I want you know there's like there's oh, a little I, bit right. Uh, oh, there's, there, there's, there's such a difference there. Again, there's so much nuance to it for sure. Yeah. But like, and uh, but yes, like keeping it at arm's length is not helping. Right. That's not that that is not helping. the you have to do the work internally to be better. Mm. Yeah. Period. About everything. Oh, totally. About all of these things. Yeah. And I think a lot of times too, kind of weirdly looping this back to to drag kings performing and things like that. A lot of times you'll see in a lineup of people, there's like one king.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, and stuff like that. One black queen, yeah. right? Exactly, token, or like that yeah. type of stuff.
1: And and we do like sometimes it's about who's available, for mm-hmm. sure, sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like you know sometimes that's just how the cookie crumbles, and you gotta you gotta live with it. But if you only know one king, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know maybe you need to expand your horizons a little bit. And you know it's it's those types of things where it's like what are you doing versus what like are you doing it because of the way that you want to look. <coughs> Or are you doing it because of something that you believe in? Yeah, sure. maybe it's worth thinking about. Yeah. So yeah. So like, I don't know if we have a call hollow culture. We, we're, we're we're doing everything. We're doing today. Oh well, this is like, very all right, like, right. Mary. It's yeah. very Correct. all right, Mary. Yeah. We're right. into it. Yeah.
2: Why don't we? Uh, why don't we? Like, maybe start to end our conversation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. maybe discuss season eleven
0: if you're keen? Oh, uh, <sighs> okay. Some, <laughs> some some thoughts because uh, this is a drag yeah. race podcast. Sure, we'd Absolutely. be remiss. Absolutely. Uh, are you no and and. You don't have this, isn't like a, if, if you're like, oh, fuck season 11, speak your truth. Totally. Because um, I know, you know, we've certainly had conversations off the air, you know, over the past mm-hmm. few seasons, our feelings about things and mm-hmm. um, evolutions and changes and iPhone updates, you know. Totally, yes. So I'm curious, like, uh, assuming you're fairly familiar with the show and probably mm-hmm. seen a number of seasons, like, mm-hmm. wh- what are your feelings about how it's representing drag in season 11 these totally. days? Right. Yeah.
1: It's interesting, mm-hmm. it is a mixed. Bag, yeah, for sure. Like sometimes it is wonderful and it's right on the head. Like, I, I love the fact that um, Evie Oddly did a runway look with um, with a cane that yeah. was true to her experience. She's talking about her experience mm. and talking about the fact that this is a reality of life every day, mm-hmm. and that is such a positive, affirming thing for people who you know, aren't necessarily able-bodied, able-bodied um, to, to see that it's, it's not glamorized. It's not like the, um, one of the Kardashian girls like in a wheelchair for mm. fashion. You know what I mean? Sure. It's, it's literally like, this is something that is a reality of, of this person's situation. Yeah. And, and it's not ableist to show that on the runway because it's not making it a, a fashion trend. This is something that is real right. and also glam because she's wonderful and glam right sure. so that was really powerful and i thought that that was a really good thing that they gave her the time and the space to talk about that um and i've been watching her twitter and um and she's been getting a ton of love mm. for from people who feel very seen and yeah. very oh, represented yeah. and i think that that's you know deeply powerful and positive um and i know it 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 made my heart very happy yeah. um that they gave her that space Um, I think things like that, there's always those little golden nuggets of like that type of stuff coming up and that's really powerful. Yeah. That's really good stuff. Yeah. And, and there's been moments throughout um, like Peppermint is a powerful, a powerhouse human being Mm -hmm. and just a joy an absolute joy all the time. Um, But having her be able, able to tell her story is something that, should have happened earlier. Oh, I I think Mm -hmm. it should have happened. Like, like there were other trans women on that show, you know, but I was really glad and grateful that she was showcased in that way because she's, she's brilliant and smart and, um, you know, and, and I'm so, I'm so glad for her. I'm so happy for all of her success. She's wonderful. Um, but yeah, I just think, I think that there's, a lot of things that are changing gently mm-hmm. but i don't ever you know the, the show has a formula absolutely it is a formulaic creation it's for the masses, it's mm-hmm. for the masses but it's also been the same it has this very similar formula for 11 years they've changed a lot of things like they no longer say you've got she thank god sure. right. but you know there's a, there's like little things that are still always just across the board I think do they still say gentlemen start your engines yes yeah
0: that's well, funny not on
2: all stars because all Gia Gunn was there she yeah. said uh, all stars start your engines right and on yes. Drag Race
0: Thailand I feel like it stops partway through where it, it seems like mm-hmm. at some point I think um they start, you know, may the best human win. But yeah, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, there are certain things like that totally. that are being phased
3: out. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah,
1: and I think that that's all that's all wonderful, and uh, like those types of changes are they're not just like like a suggestion; they're necessary mm-hmm. because again, more and more people when they're walking into the workroom are not identifying. As men, And right. that is like you, you, like in order to respect all the people that are in the room, like those are things that you have to, you have to do. Right. Um, So, I mean, I think that they're fighting against a formula though. They're fighting yeah. against a tried and true form. It's been 11 seasons. Yeah. And that's and a it's lot just to all shift. on h
2: one like last season. Like, yeah, mm, totally. It seems it's, like it's just starting for them.
1: Yeah. It's a lot to shift. It's a lot of changes and, you know, and, and, But it's happening, and it could, I mean, could we always ask for it to happen faster? Of course. Of course. Of course we could. Yeah. But the fact that it is happening, I think, gives me hope a little bit. Um,
0: The impression I get, like, and I feel like RuPaul's talked about this with, like, Alaska, of, like, introducing certain types of drag when it seems that people are ready for it. You know, Milk kind of pushed the boundaries. I think Sasha Velour certainly kind of pushed the boundaries. Yeah, Sharon needles. Yeah, and I respect that that's a real balancing act because there are so many people watching who... That's so far from their comfort zone, even in the world of drag.
1: Right. But that's also the difference between people being a fan of drag and being a fan of Drag Race. Yes, that's oh, a, you know, And that's a yeah. huge, huge difference. Yeah. And a lot of people who are just just seeing Drag Race on TV have no idea about drag at all. Right. They oh, don't. Yeah. Completely. And those are the people that'll write in and be like, I don't understand why you couldn't cinch your waist tighter. Like, what's wrong with yeah, you? And you're just like, yeah. oh, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you're like, you're not Get doing drag. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Excuse yeah. me? Like, you yeah. do not. You are also 12. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you do not. Like, you do not know. Get to tell anybody how to do their fucking, telling grown ass people how to do drag. Like, tell me to Oh my God. Throw pubic hair and call me. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, jeez. What did you get on your last report card? Yeah, right. Like, come on. If you can still say that, get the yeah. hell. No, absolutely not. So, you know, it's, it's, it's like, there's, it's, oh my gosh, it's so complicated. And yeah. even that, just like the viewership and all that stuff yeah. is so complicated and different. But I think that partially, like, why, um, I don't think that we will see drag Kings mm-hmm. on that show is because the formula is too strong. Okay. Yeah. I think that the formula is built for a drag queen competition. Mm-hmm. Do I think that drag Kings should be on mainstream media and have a competition in which they can compete? Fuck yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you got to start it. I mean... If you're uh, going you on know, trend with what you, you do, yeah. you know, you're the oh, organizer. God. Oh,
3: God. I don't know.
1: I might defer... Morris' Drag, yeah. drag yeah, Race. Yeah. 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 I might defer to my elders on that one. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, you know, I just feel like, um, you know, I, I think that, that, like, so much would have to change. Like, yeah. everything. It would have to be a new show.
2: Would you go on Dragula? Oh, if you had, like, maybe uh, some more spooky skills? I don't know.
1: Maybe... I'd yeah. think about it. I mean, I, I definitely, you know, it's crossed my mind for sure. I think um, the fear factor element of it might, uh, might, might be a little. Well, if you're never at the bottom for girl. me, right? You know, yeah, that's okay. what you got to do. Yeah. but that's also a high, a high thing. Well, I, you know, the thing is, it's really interesting about my particular drag, is that um, I, I consider myself to be a thrift store king, and mm. I'm trying to, to work my way up from that. Okay. So, and and ninety percent of that is time management. It is not because – I'm 100% <laughs> serious about that. Like, I, I, a lot of it is not because I don't have good ideas or skills sure. or anything. I can hand sew. I can sew on a machine. I can knit, crochet, cross stitch. What do you need? I what can do, do all of those things. I don't give myself enough time mm. because the way that I work, again, is like, I, like Budget King stories coming at you. But I didn't have um, the skill set to mix music. I never – acquired it I never learned I never did anything like that um, so what I do when I come up with a song or with a, with, a, with a number is I have to find a song that tells the story I want to tell from beginning to end Oh, uh-huh. right so I don't edit I'm basically there just like, okay, so which one of these songs is going to give me exactly what I want from beginning to end? Wow.
3: Okay. Right.
1: And a lot of people will do heavy mixes and really intense, you know, back and forth and back and forth. And and I just never did because I did not have the skill set. So then you learn. But also part of that is because I get things – uh I, you know, ideas come to me at four in the morning the night before the show and that's where i'm like texting you know miss malice and being like i'm changing my number fuck i don't know like you know like this happens to me all the time but a lot of that is time management right yeah, yeah. A, i just don't like i don't give my drag enough thought and that okay. is something that in 2019 i am working i am changing that game like i feel like for me i don't have and i like a face that you could be like ah that is a vigor mortis face mm-hmm. because uh, i do so much character acting it's more about like doing the cosplay right
3: yeah I see. okay you know not, like i'll yeah. shave
1: my I've, I've, I've shaved my head every year that i've done fester so this way that it's correct you know oh, what i mean I like see. that type of stuff yeah. um you know uh, or it, more accurately k james shaved my head when mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't get to the back right <laughs> um, life but, goals you know, yeah, yeah right sorry. so just, <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta yeah. do what you gotta do <laughs> so you know but like uh, like All of that type of stuff plays in a a role of it. And I think that one of the things about being on a competition show is that like even like you want to walk in knowing exactly who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And you want to be able to put like have challenges that put you in the position of pushing you you know, to, to kind of maybe do something that's not characteristic for you or something like that, but you have to know what that is first. Yeah. And so if I'm walking in like just, you know, with the entire cast of Looney Tunes in my bag, you know, like that's a different, that's a different thing that I don't think is TV show material yet. Mm -hmm. Is it something I would consider like, and, and work towards? Yeah. I'd consider it, yeah, for sure. I think of course the Boulay y- brothers are lovely. Yeah, uh, I had a, I had a. Th- the last time I met them it was in a walk-in freezer. We all just stood in the walk-in freezer while they, so their makeup didn't run oh, and god, just talked. Oh like my god! Sasha. <laughs> wow! Oh my god! Yeah. Life goals. Yeah, yeah seriously. Yeah. So I mean. Uh, well, They're wonderful that, people.
0: There's that show in New Zealand, I think just ended the House of Drag. It yeah. had a drag king on it that I don't, no spoilers, but I believed it very
1: well. Yeah, Hugo Girl. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like Hugo Girl? Hugo Girl. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's who's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very <laughs> it's incredible. keen to see. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Well, and I think that I think that there are some prizes some some, some prizes. There's some prizes coming up. There is <laughs> there are definitely some surprises coming up and in in all of the drag world kind of in competition circuits i think that i I, again i'm gonna banana hammock on how i know that but there are there are things that are gonna happen and it's gonna be good so uh, we'll see how it goes you know it's it's mostly just like you gotta give the space in order to know what's gonna happen and it's so nice to be given space
2: marys we are just gonna stop recording for a second and take a little break we'll be right back yay And we're back, Marys. Thank you so much for your patience. Mm. <laughs> Some technical difficulties. Um, Back to season 11, yeah. Uh, Queens you love?
1: Um. Well, i got to be pulling for my girl, Nina West. Thank yep. you. Because I'm wearing the shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that and also because she is just the most delightful, talented human being on the planet. And I, I really adore her very much. Um, also I would say Evie Oddly, mm. I'm very much a fan of. And like, you know, gotta give love to Scarlet Envy Agreed. I do. New York she's Queen. She's our New York queen. Yeah. She's a Brooklyn girl. Uh, yeah. So Yeah. You know you gone was, too soon. Yeah. Gone too soon. Gone, too soon. gone too soon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She was I, I had such a different expectation of her when the mm-hmm. season started and they meet the queens, and then like by the past few episodes, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh I Oh my God. Ice Chris Queen's great. Yeah, yeah. She's so elegant. Yeah. She's
1: also a wonderful singer. Oh okay. really? Yeah, yeah, she's yeah she does a lot of live singing in her acts recently. Mm-hmm. I got to perform with her um, for a benefit show uh, hosted by Gregory Kramer, and that was yeah she she does. Uh, She's writing her own music now and stuff oh, It's amazing, great. yeah. Little, that's exciting. Little country girl. Oh,
2: it's oh that's like Kentucky. Yeah, yeah country queen. <laughs> <laughs> We're all trying. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh-huh. bless her heart. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I'm from New thing. Jersey, so <laughs> I'm like, I don't know where
1: I am right now. Yeah, no, was, yeah, no the most, the most claimed that is <laughs> like when yeah. I my. my partners from North Carolina. That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, like every time I try, they're like, oh. <coughs> yeah. I'm, like oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm
0: Delaware at best.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like in terms
0: of being Southern.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: yeah, well, Nina I'm a cartoon at best. So like yeah, no, I'm not even, not even making it that far. <laughs>
2: Nina West speaks to us very much just because mm-hmm. she's all about giving kindness. Yeah. Kind of celebrating this different era of drag. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what your experience with Nina. Oh Nina's... my gosh, that
1: is a hundred percent real in. In real life. She's like a she's like a ball of sunshine wrapped in a a, a beautiful, talented shroud of mystery. She's no, she's wonderful. And she's like like the stuff that she's doing in her hometown is wonderful and so like she's so outward thinking. It's not just about her, it's about everyone that's in her sphere. And the um the West family is like just every single one of them are just glorious wonderful Uh, people. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, she she's super talented, and she does these full-scale right. performances that are like a whole storyline, and they're actually, in order to be in it, you have to, there are required rehearsals you have wow. to go to the rehearsals and like put in the time and learn the choreo and yeah. and work on your pieces. And I think that again, that's that's theater. That's a hundred percent theater and and to me that's elevating drag in a really important way because it's saying that it can be, you know, it, it, it deserves to be elevated and, yeah. and put on stage in not just one particular way because I think there are a lot of assumptions about drag that it has to be in like a seedy back bar somewhere or like you know that it that it's
2: 2 a.m. 2 a.m. and
1: like it's it's okay if you're late or you're you know like falling apart or that you're super high when you're doing it or really drunk or something there's a lot of drinking and drug culture surrounding drag for sure and Mm -hmm. you know and and um and there's a lot of people that are saying actually I don't think so and I think Nina is one of those people who is saying I really want to make space for all of these people in the scene and so i'm gonna put something together that is like super professionally done very very well like lit and or and the props are (laughs) wonderful (laughs) and the costumes are wonderful and i'm gonna put all of this together and i'm gonna you know ask for help and use my friends and put everybody in there but but i'm gonna make this full scale production and they're so good yeah. They're so good.
2: I'm just so happy she's on this season. Seventeen years of experience mm-hmm. and like yeah. she's still around. It's not like a vivacious situation. Yeah. You right. know, it's not Who like a Tempest du jour anyway. vivacious. <laughs> oh vivacious. We, we, met, her you a story about vivacious we met her once We met her once. Very and drunk. It was yes. Yes. she was very drunk. She yeah. well I know I was. She was we, very polite. Yeah. 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 I know very very that much is true. She yeah. was very polite. We were like, Can we get a picture?
1: She's like, We were
0: we were those girls for a minute.
1: Well we love her. Yeah, we fucking love her. Yes, well and and when she performed at nightgowns, so this is a short little story, but whenever she performs at Nightgown, so she has a couple times now, um, she lives in Harlem, I think, and she will... Uh every, every time she goes, she will pack her own suitcase, and it's, like, real tight, and she has this whole outfit that she wears, where I think she wears, like, a pair of sweatpants over her pants, and she's got this hood, and she pulls it way down, like, under her chin, and she's very, like, you know, she's got a ski thing. Kenny from thing, South Park. You know, like, yeah. very, you know like, like, her ears are covered and everything, and she takes the subway home every single show wow. she will she'll just watch her wow. like roll away with her little rolly bag off towards the subway and you're like but we can get you a car <laughs> no nah no 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 she's the, like i am from Brooklyn, and then i'm from new york this is not what we do and she holds up to it mother so, her, has, she has departed yeah she has, yeah <laughs> with yeah her rolly bag yeah. goodbye you know and like, like she'll, she'll show up with her rolly bag and she will leave with her rolly bag wow so, and it's um it's amazing she's amazing i mean
2: that's one thing that's good about drag race is that they do cast queens that have done it like a for instance yes they have these careers i just feel like you know sometimes it's like i mean i think of somebody like jackie beat it's like jackie you don't need to go on drag race no and i feel like nina west there there could be a point where it's like nina you don't need to go on drag race but like, a Jackie Beat, I'm like, well, if you did, imagine.
1: Right, well, right. And, that's, and then we were talking about this kind of off off mic a little bit, but it's I think that that's what happens when you treat drag race as a springboard rather than as the ultimate goal. Right. Yeah. You know, where you can say, like, I'm, I'm going to use this to gain the exposure that I want right. to have in order to go forth and do other things. I have other goals. I have other plans for what my drag could turn into and what mm. I would like it to be, um, and I'm going to keep – going i'm not gonna this is not the ceiling this right. is this is the this is the start the start yeah. and oh, who knows what i could do with it you know i right. think Trixi, trixie mattel 100 did that with her album oh, which is mm-hmm. which is wonderful and, and i'm it. so glad that she's doing her music and that she has a a, a vehicle with which to to bring that into the world so oh, like yeah. like use it absolutely right sasha Valor has 100 done that you yeah. know where mm-hmm. it's like i'm gonna use this as my trampoline and just bounce into the sunset you know and um like um, yeah there's so many there's a Shea sure same, yeah absolutely Coulet, same, yeah. yeah there's so many opportunities if you can if you can find it in your heart to ask for anything that you want mm. you yes. know what I mean because yeah. a lot of people don't want to ask big but like mm-hmm. why not yeah try why not Yeah. why not why not, why not? give right. it a shot
0: yeah you know? if you don't even put it out into the world you right. can guarantee and something like, and like you know and, yeah. and,
1: and, and like maybe there will be drag kings who, who fucking knows like yeah, I, I knows? honestly I don't know mm-hmm. but like you can ask.
0: Right. Yeah. And you yeah. can Why try.
1: No? So I like I like a lot of these performers who are on the show who who are saying, like, this is just the beginning for me. And mm-hmm. even if I'm on for two seasons or till like I make it till the end, I'm gonna use what I got to get what i want yeah totally. which i yeah. love i love that yeah I love be th- ambitious why th- why not
0: yeah Spe- it helps to win but it doesn't totally. it's unnecessary yeah
2: speaking of yes. ambition yes. what's next for vigor Morris? <laughs> <laughs> seamless transition Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> love it. um well my most uh i think the thing i have coming up this soon is uh saturday the 13th um i will be uh, part of um, uh, my my drag collective Switch and Plays show. Mm-hmm. Um, so Switch and Play is a drag and burlesque collective that has been running for twelve years now. We are yeah we wow. are we are oldies but goodies. Kind Let me tell teenagers. you, where. I know yeah. it's amazing. <laughs> we were like we made it to double digits. Oh my god! And then it just <laughs> kept going. We're like this is amazing. Um, so yeah, it's a collection of uh, uh of all different types of performance and beautiful things, and that's at Branded Saloon. Yes, um, and uh, it's a little western-themed gay bar that we love. It's in Bushwick. It's in Crown Heights. Oh, Crown Heights. Sort of. It's Vanderbilt. It's Oh, off of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's near kind of the Barclays I'm, Center. Yes, I'm thinking that of the wrong one. So uh, almost yes. like Fort
2: Greene, Clinton Hill. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's okay. Sort of
1: that type of situation. Yes. Uh, and we have shows twice a month uh on saturdays so it's the second and fourth saturday of the month um, is
2: there like an at switch and play that it's yeah appetizing? totally mm-hmm. at,
1: at switch and play on uh instagram and twitter okay and that switch
2: also, uh, n like the, yeah n. the letter n, okay. n, okay. n play Mary's, absolutely
1: yeah. <laughs> um so i'll be doing that uh i will also be on the 16th i will be doing patty spliff's sad songs at the rosemont i believe
2: which oh cool is be really cool
1: um, yeah, so she does a collection of just like the you know bring your most depressing. And <gasps> I was like, I got you. Oh, I'm gonna be there. Oh, oh, <laughs> make me cry. That yeah, sounds no, amazing. Yeah, oh, yeah. wow. And, Patty Spliff is incredible and an incredible visual artist. And, uh, um,
2: wait, when is this? On the 16th. The 16th, the, 16th yeah, of April. It's okay. Be really
1: good. Okay. Um, and uh, if if I've gotten any of those things wrong or you forget, um, my Instagram is hey Mortis and uh, on both Twitter and Instagram. Hey. hey. hey hi. And yeah. I did, and that's literally why I did it because I thought it was funny when people would be like tag me and stuff and be like, Hey Vigor mortis. Blah 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 And I was like ah. <laughs> Yeah I've done it for you. Don't right. worry, I got you. Yeah. It's built uh, in. Yeah, it's built right in. <laughs> Joke's already there, don't right. worry. I'm leading leading you to water, my dears. So <laughs> that's it. But drink. Yes, right. no, directly. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> love drag kings, love them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh but yeah, but and I have some really exciting stuff. Coming up, that's I have to unfortunately banana hammock for now. Okay, but I will give you details when I know. So, um, I post all the time amazing, (laughs) usually stuff that nobody wants to see, but it's there. (laughs) <laughs> there for the, the people who do
0: yeah it's
2: waiting for them for yeah. sure yeah well yeah. this is uh, i would love to just extend a an, an invite whenever oh you want god. to come yes. back Are to the you podcast kidding me?
0: yeah this love has it.
2: been a fabulous conversation one that Thank we've been you. wanting for a while and mm-hmm. yeah thanks to sister mary erica for just kind of like um, oh my like god allowing this to happen totally mm-hmm. that was so
1: that was such kismet like she came bounding up to me <laughs> at yeah. the merch table at uh smoke and mirrors and it was just like you were mentioned on this podcast and you need to do this thing and i was I just like it. oh my god someone loves me of course I will. yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah
0: she's, <laughs> she's lovely we met so. her at drag hunt she's amazing oh, yeah, she's, she's wonderful amazing. i mean it's yeah. like you know one of the best things About doing this podcast Is you know The listeners that we meet The track performers totally. We get to meet Like I said this While we took a little break But this is probably One of my favorite episodes Oh, been so much Aww. Of what I think we wanted To be doing with All Right Mary Yeah oh yeah Yeah, yeah. yeah. so thank <laughs> these you These conversations
2: yeah. These people mm-hmm. for sure Yeah Um. Yeah, so w- well with that Mary's uh, You know where to find us We're at yep. All Right Mary On Twitter Or you can email us At Podcast At gmail.com Or you can find us On the web At com. And if you want, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Johnny also.
0: And you can get more of me on my podcast in the details, a celebration of nuance. Uh, What? I'll I'll hook you up. I'll hook you up. Yeah. What?
1: (laughs) I'm so excited I scared the cat.
0: (laughs) I've never been more honored. Yeah. Um, And of course, you can get more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore because Colin Drucker was taken. Rude. Uh, Rude. And of course, more of both of us at Patreon.com backslash All Right Mary yes um,
2: Vigar we yes. usually ask our guests to do one thing for us okay will you just say the phrase All Right Mary
1: All Right Mary
2: oh <laughs> I
0: love it perfection <laughs> a sultry All Right Mary
2: uh, <laughs>
1: yeah
0: that's how it should always be
3: seen. yeah <laughs> uh,
2: well with that Mary's we're signing off and we'll see you next time
0: bye